0: Tear your soul apart.
1: Welcome to the Matt and Mark movie show. We're the Monster Squad. All right. We're back with another spooky episode. Uh, as you people at home know, we didn't want to wait till October. So we just decided that it was spooky season now. So we've been rolling this shit for a while. And what a great guest to have this week. Our first frightfully fun guest of the spooky season. He's also started his horror watching a little earlier than most. Yes. It's Tommy Nuggets. Hey, hey thanks for having me guys really
2: uh really stoked to come back and it's been a little bit since i've been on the waves so i'm glad i'm breaking my fast with the matt and mark movie show
1: fuck um, yes love having glad you glad back man here though yeah, yeah exactly man. right don't go to other podcasts <laughs> go to this one uh tommy what tell the people at home uh what you've been up to recently and especially uh talk to them about Horrorthon 22
2: yeah, so, you know, lately, a little slow with the show, uh, been on a little bit of a break, have had some some business changes and some things, you know, in the normal day-to-day life that I've had to put a priority on. Uh, but that being said, every year around mid-September, uh, really even September 1st, I pretty much change gears in my cinema viewing and I only watch horror or horror-adjacent cinema. And, I mean, it can be things like, uh, you know, Casper or uh, Ernest Scared Stupid. I mean, it can be dumb, non scary stuff, but it's all within the realm of horror um, and horror related stuff. And I pretty much watched that from September all the way through October. And I, I culminate with my favorite horror movies at the end of October for my favorite holiday of the year, of course, Halloween. And uh, we are at Horrorthon 22 and it's whether i'm casting or not i'm doing it so i figure i might as well talk about it a little bit while we're you know on this instagram podcast journey that we're all on so um our insta page ctso with tommy nuggets we've been doing 45 days of horrorthon 22 where we recommend a couple different flicks that you know, some of them might seem pretty obvious. I'm sure you'll hear of some Wes Craven and John Carpenter gems in there that I'm I'm not teaching anybody about that they haven't already heard of, but we hope to throw a few odd little gems in there and some things maybe you forgot about, uh some 80s, 90s kid shit. And uh yeah, we're in the middle of that right now in the in the early stages and we're enjoying the fuck out of it.
1: I love it, man. Um, I'm always a big fan when people do this, uh, you know, with, like, you're doing Horror-Thon 2020, uh 2022. I know another friend and guest uh, of this show, uh, Jake from Feels Like the First Time, he also does, like, a 31 Days of Horror thing. Um, nice. I kind of also have been unofficially doing this. I, I'm kind of the same way. There's something in the air. It starts in September, and I wind up only wanting to watch horror, as you call it, horror adjacent. Those are, like, my spooky atmospheric movies I can watch with my wife. Um, sure. Funny enough, we did watch Casper. We watched it last week. And if you're on the fence with that movie, go watch it. It, If the effects have stood the test of time, like they look great. I thought they were going to look like shit, but those full CG ghosts, I think maybe because they're just transparent, they look awesome. Like that movie holds up very fun. Um, But it's so funny. Like I'm kind of vicariously living through you guys because like, I don't have any sort of official, this show is my official platform to watch scary stuff, um, and that we don't have any sort of regimented thing where it's like today we're watching this, we're watching this. So it's been awesome up to follow along with Horrorthon as it gets started, and I look forward to watching it. You know, kind of trying to watch along with you if I can, if there's stuff that I can sure. pop on. Um, Mark, how do you watch? How do you? You, you normally kind of, you know, we watch scary stuff year round, but like, do you kind of start to dig into horror around the oh, yeah. of year?
3: Because now I'm looking for things that I've never seen before, you know, oh, as, yeah. like you're big on first leader. time watches. Yeah, that's yeah. my favorite thing to do. So I've been trying to do the, that whole double feature things where I do like an old one and then a newer one. But now it's just kind of been like, OK, if I do a new one, just try to have it in like maybe it's some, you know, it's a weird British psychological horror film or something like that yeah you push the envelope a little bit with that shit but i do yeah i love doing these like specialty things it's fantastic and and horror
2: horror is like the one genre where you really can watch some you know ten thousand dollar budget piece of shit trash can movie and actually (laughs) like enjoy it you know you're not gonna watch an action epic you know a spoof of the avengers uh from russia (laughs) and enjoy it but you can with horror if the story's right and if the cast and the acting are all there uh you can find some of those obscure uh gems those british you know indie hits out there and, and you can find some decent shit that's like way under the radar so it's it's my favorite genre
1: personally oh, oh yeah, yeah.
3: It's, it's cool because it's like you don't even care who the director or actors are either it's just like
1: right? did they make something You're like cool do i have access to <laughs> this in
3: my home is it scary Right. Like look at oh. I mean look at Terrifier like nobody know who know who any of they uh, not any of these people were but they all flocked to the theater to see it it didn't matter who the actors were It was just like oh they made something super cool you know It's funny you yeah. mentioned
2: Terrifier Mark cuz I just a Terrifier dig but I all hollows eve the other day like on my lunch break and that's oh, the yeah. That's where uh, but, Art
1: the Clown originated, right? Yes.
2: That's where yeah. he's introduced to us audiences. And it's, you know, so it uh, is before Terrifier. And it was terrible. Oh, cool. It was awful. <laughs> oh, uh, really? All Hallows Eve. Yeah. Really, really bad. And I like some shitty horror, but I, <laughs> I think I rated it a four out of 10, which for me is like Sex in the City movie bad. You know? that's, <laughs> that's, pretty that's pretty low. low. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but Terrifier is good, and I there's a second one coming out, I think, coming very soon. A few weeks, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, I think October 6th is Terrifier 2. Are you guys um, gonna go
3: see it, or are you gonna wait? For... I think we're definitely gonna watch. I'm it. definitely going, yeah, we're I definitely to the gonna watch that the first shit. one, so it's like, yeah, I'm definitely that's right. Mark was this. there
1: at the premiere of <laughs> Terrifier 1 and was there, oh, wow, with the director, cast, all that QA, and everybody
3: loved it. Yes, everyone yeah, was cheering, it's great it's raunchy
2: it's very yes yeah, it's, that's, it's you know. graphic and gory I, when i think of terrifier after i think of the clown i think of the girl upside down and the chainsaw and oh like, like oh buddy. yeah
1: that <laughs> bone tomahawk kill yes <laughs> love that you know what i find myself doing during halloween i don't know if you guys do this so like you know so mark has his double feature thing going i you know what i find myself doing i just realized this i find myself going backwards in time so that like i found that interesting like tommy was saying he ends his horror watching sort of with his favorites at the very end. I kind of go the opposite. Like, I'm like a kid in a candy store. Like, I'll start watching with my favorites. Then I kind of mingle to find new things, the cult things, things I haven't seen. But, like, on Halloween, I've done this the last couple of years. I do a thing on Devil's Night where I watch Treehouse of Horror. Uh, I'll just watch Treehouse of Horror for a few hours. And then nice. I watch all the classics. Like, I watch Bell Lugosi, Dracula. i'll watch the invisible man with claude Ring. it's like i love there's nothing to be better than sitting down on halloween night on the 31st and watching like old black and white universal classics that's my shit i love that
2: i definitely dig the universal uh horror classics more i think as an adult now and as a cinephile
1: than i did as a kid Uh, it kind of sucks as a kid because you feel like you should really super like i'll speak for myself like i felt like i should have super been into them and because I remember, you know, seeing Monster Squad and being like, man, I gotta, I wanna see these like classic monsters. And I was so fucking bored as a kid. Like, oh, yeah. really? Because those movies will never, <laughs> they'll never, you know, match a 10 year old's attention span, right? In the days of Sega Genesis and American right. Gladiators, how can you expect the Invisible Man to keep up? But like, yeah, you're absolutely right. Now, as a grown ass man, like, these are the fucking finest movies they're like a fine wine you sit yeah. with them and you lo- the imagery the atmosphere they're just so fucking awesome and this is the first year like last year i, I relied on peacock because they had them all streaming and this year i have 4ks of them so nice. i'm very curious Damn. to pop on and see like well what does the mummy look like what does bride of frankenstein look like in 4k um yeah but it's great i juggle treehouse of horror and and the universal classics that happens the 30th through the 31st for me you know
2: i uh i have i have pretty rigid routines so i can definitely appreciate what you're saying there for uh the 30th uh and the 31st i always i'll give one away here on your show i always on the 30th watch the crow because oh shit well, it takes place on so devil's, I'm from night. Mish- devil's night yeah yes and and as a kid you know before the crow ever even came out before i knew i was a horror nerd we called october 30th devil's night and you pulled your pumpkins in that night so they didn't get smashed by yeah. some some hooligans some teens
0: <laughs> um
2: so you know as a kid it was always fucking devil's night so when the crow came out in 94 and, you know, I was like 11. I was like, what? They made a Devil's Night they're movie. They're so- in on the
1: culture, man. They know yes. what's
2: up. <laughs> and and that movie does take place. It's funny. I know we joked about this on your Insta page a little bit. That movie also takes place in Detroit. Uh,
0: so <laughs> yes. they got some shit
2: going down there um <laughs> but yeah i always Poor i always detroit. do a pro Poor detroit pro i know we nineties. made all
1: those detroit jokes last week and then tommy was on the instagram and he's like hey assholes i'm from <laughs> detroit and i was like oh no,
3: uh, no, 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 no. and here's 10 other movies <laughs> yeah so no are 10 good be, movies with Detroit fair. the
1: center of them
2: <laughs> right i'm like look what they did in this no uh to be fair so i'm from michigan We, i lived like an hour from detroit so i did really not you know not my hometown, but uh, Detroit can be scary and has been scary. And sometimes is still a little scary in certain (laughs) neighborhoods. So I do appreciate like, uh, you know, don't breathe and barbarian and some of this stuff they're doing. Cause it's what other city are you going to do it in? You know, you're not going to do it in green Bay.
1: uh, Well, I'll I'll throw a little shade on my hometown. New Orleans has been looking fucking rough. We we we. I think we got a couple barbarians and a couple uh, don't breathes in us. If somebody wants to make one of those, so far I think all I think we've so. got is hatchet.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I think that's the New which, Orleans horror guy, which is fun, but not
3: on no, this okay.
2: uh, upper echelon of elevated horror we've been getting. No, uh, no, yeah, New Orleans is due. They need some raunchy, you know, know, poor rundown neighborhood horror. We
1: didn't even Orleans. get Candyman. <laughs> Chicago got Candyman. We should have had yeah. Candyman. He's in voodoo. Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. He was French. Daniel yeah. Robitaille.
2: That's, that's a Nolan's name if I've ever heard one.
1: Goddamn right. That's why I more adopt the New York, you know, because of my time in New York. I got my Maniac Cops, right? I got yeah, my Jason my Voorhees God. with Jersey Connection. <laughs> Jason coming in on senior. <laughs> Jason night, came yeah. into Manhattan to punch <laughs> people's heads off and shit. <laughs> nice. So, by the way, uh, is Maniac oh, Cop
3: the one with Robert Zadar? Yes. Robert Zadar, the man with giant that face. The- terrify me as a kid when i saw those movies yeah was it because his jaw, of
1: his, his giant hgh face <laughs> <To his facelift. laughs> yes and that was all I real knew that, would that, dude... <laughs> I knew that would fucking get you i knew that i could get you mark poor mark poor kid mark was terrified of robert <laughs> zadar creeping into his room <laughs>
2: and eating him that's right.
1: Super Mark jaws. is like the baddest motherfucker like he'll watch the Ceno Bites and <laughs> Hellraiser he'll watch that shit while he's eating his fucking Captain <laughs> Crunch in the morning but Robert Zadar will shake him to his I core got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah he's like don't even bring up Maniac
2: Cop 2 we can't even yeah. go there <laughs> don't we fucking go there. go there dude right.
1: oh man if you've never seen if you haven't seen Maniac Cop 2 recently you should go rewatch it because it has a kick fucking ass rap song at the end <laughs> that's all about the Maniac Cup. <laughs> like, it's just a the theme from Maniac Cup too. Uh, well, we're not just talking about Robert Zadar and Halloween movie habits or the great city of Detroit. We are talking this week about Pearl, the new movie from Ty West. It has been billed as the extraordinary origin story. This is a prequel to the movie X, which just came out uh just came out i want to say what february march um I think february this they year, shot yeah. it apparently he shot pearl right after they wrapped production on x because it was right during covid and um and mark this is what i'm gonna blow mark's mind with so let's start our before we even get into the review once i learned this factoid i was like i'm fucking coming in with this <laughs> to tell mark mark so as x is wrapped and the world sort of becomes a pandemic world, right? Ty West has this script for Pearl. A24 is so happy with X, they want a green light Pearl, but they want to make it right now. So Ty West had to go to New Zealand, the only place in the world at the time, if you remember in 2020, that was still open for business with working film crews that were okay enough to quote unquote, work on a movie that were, you know, insurance and shit would pay them out. Mark, wouldn't you know, the only working crew in New Zealand that shot this movie had just finished work on another movie. That movie was fucking Avatar The Way of Water. Oh, wow. The crew from <laughs> Avatar The Way of Water worked on Pearl. Like They were the crew. That's and then when Pearl wrapped, they resumed and went back to presumably film Avatar 3 and 4 and whatever the fuck else they're doing <laughs> over there. The
2: scent of water.
1: Yes, the scent of the water. Scent of water. <laughs> <laughs> the feel, the mouthfeel of water. Mark, I was, I was fucking, are you blown away? Are That's you blown away crazy. by that, Mark?
2: That's avatar um, <laughs> I
1: mean Yeah. Well, I, I mean. It's because Mark has, is like the only person I know that is actually excited for Avatar. <laughs> you know
3: what? Yes, I have
1: been making fun of Avatar. And once I learned that fact, I was like, Mark is going to shit a brick. <laughs> when he finds out his fucking that Avatar fucking people. Crazy. Helped make this movie it's a good looking movie it's a damn good yeah. looking movie i
2: mean you could find a worse crew man, to fill in at the last minute uh, absolutely
1: yeah man he did he didn't get the crew from thanks killing i like right. thanks killing is the cheapest looking movie i've ever seen by the way yeah that's like it's a walmart like... movie if you spend four dollars on the budget it's thanks killing
2: yeah it's like if trauma was like eh, we don't a great value
1: local yeah but, exactly uh, dude it makes trauma movies look expensive like because yeah. trauma movies have like effects. <laughs> oh yeah. So there you go. Thank you to the crew from Avatar: The Way of Water for uh, not flying around with Navi for a couple weeks so they could shoot <laughs> Ty West's million dollar movie. That's crazy to me. This movie costs a million dollars to make. Um, and in my and I, I don't know how I don't know what the budget for X was. Uh, I'm assuming it was maybe in the same range. Although this is definitely a more contained movie i think than x a lot lot smaller Uh, but we'll start with our guest tommy nuggets i wanted to ask you this question first before we launch into talking about pearl now that you've seen pearl how does it affect the way you look at x does it change your view of the movie at all is it something that made the the x movie stronger for you in retrospect um or does it you know where did you come out on it on its connection to x
2: so i actually just re-watched x i caught pearl friday and then uh opening day and then uh watched x saturday night late night again for the second watch and so far this year x has been my favorite horror release um so i kind of wondered how that would compare after seeing pearl and with a second watch so i think having seen x before made me enjoy pearl a little bit because instead of being wondering who is this girl they're talking about you know I was more captivated by like the house and some of the shots that were you know the same shots in x and I was like oh wow this is what it looked like back in 1918 and you know I already knew who the character was a little bit so I think seeing x added to my enjoyment of pearl um on the flip side of that coin I think seeing pearl really added a nice layer to X on a rewatch because here I'm watching X and I'm I'm watching this super old lady. And the first time you see X, you just think almost she's like a victim and her husband is the monster. And, you know, it's not until uh, shit really picks up in X and the killing start that you realize, oh, fuck, she's a killer. Uh, so this time, watching X as soon as you see the old lady, you see her peeking out from the bedroom window. And uh Mia Goth's character Maxine barely sees her in the window. She's like a silhouette and you're like, oh there she is. She hasn't killed in a little while. So you know you you really feel like you understand that this old lady, this Pearl, is like dangerous and psychotic right away. So I think it that's something that you know Pearl added to my rewatch enjoyment for x um and then you know little tiny things like britney uh snow's character and x one of the porn stars she's like a a cute blonde and obviously after watching pearl we know that pearl does not like blondes uh yeah (laughs) you know so so you know right away when you're seeing x and you see this girl who's a blonde you're like Oh shit! Yeah, this she is not gonna like this girl because she does she feels a certain way about cute young blondes, you know, upstaging her and in her own little world. So I think that uh, the movies both added to the enjoyment of each other, and I think that watching them in that order, X first and then Pearl, even though that's out of the chronological order, I think that's the best way to to watch it as as a viewer uh, because it really, if I watched Pearl first without having seen x i might have been a little bored throughout the first act um but because i knew who she was and what she was capable of i was on the edge of my seat the whole time watching pearl waiting for shit to to
1: pop off and to get real dude uh
3: mark what i passed the same question to you tommy said it perfectly actually i literally cannot Say it any better than you, Tommy. Well, thank you. You guys are in the the same camp. Yeah. Because actually, I didn't and to agree with Tommy, it was like because you're watching her and it starts off, she's like, seems like a nice girl, and you're like, okay, when's when's the crazy shit? When's the killing start? Yeah, when is the really crazy (laughs) shit gonna happen? So yeah, I totally agree. They complement each other very well. I think it's kind of ingenious that I was thinking
1: about this today. I've never seen a pair of movies like this where I could tell you to independently watch one and know maybe you hadn't seen the other and it would still work. It wouldn't matter what order you watched them in. I think um, all Pearl did was just kind of like retroactively reinforce how much I loved X. Mm-hmm. Um, and I loved Pearl. I'll just say it off the top. I thought Pearl was a fantastic movie almost in the same way Um and I've seen a couple other people kind of make this uh, comparison, but it, it was something I had thought of while I was watching. It felt a lot to me like the Joaquin Phoenix Joker, where I was like, I was going watching... to say the same. Thing. Yes, where you're <laughs> watching like one person who has basically been totally shit on by life in every avenue, completely mm. crack. And similar to that movie, by the end of Pearl, I was ready for her to start killing. Like, I was excited. I was, like, on board with her. Um, Even as, you know, I think it was, she did a lot of interesting things, kind of same deal that Joaquin did, where it was, like, she's she lets you in on the vulnerability a bit, but she doesn't, like, it's not, like, two disparate elements. Like, they seem like the same person. The same quiet Pearl that is, like, Annoyed about having to like do her chores is the same pearl that screams in her mom's face and pushes her into that fireplace. Like they feel yeah. like this these crazy extremes of this one person. You're watching the mental breakdown of this person. I was fucking stunned by how good Mia Goth was in this. I thought she was Man, she great at X. And I and, and I think it was more like the cool, like the gimmick of it, like, oh, that's so cool that she's playing two roles, you know? You don't really get to see much from Old Woman Pearl in terms of her performance. She's just kind of more like this creepy, like, archetype. But, dude, and I loved her as Maxine, but, man, seeing her portrayal of young Pearl, I was like, fucking Mia Goth can act her yeah, asshole. it was
2: <laughs> it was really eye-opening because, again, I, when I rewatched X, I was looking for specific things, and one of those things was... How good is Mia Goth? And again, it, you know, she's good in X, but she doesn't steal the show. In no, my opinion, yeah. uh, Brittany Snow and Martin Henderson steal the show in X totally. uh, th- yeah. throughout the whole movie. And so but man, in Pearl, Mia Goth just like delivers something that honestly, I feel like she'll be known for for her whole career her whole life like isn't her it that nuts performance that
1: of all people Pearl. fucking mia goth turned into one of our best modern day slashers like it's, it's like it's a crazy fucking thought to have you know
2: you know shia labeouf is somewhere like
1: fuck <laughs> you know <laughs>
2: yeah. just, weren't they married or something or i think married. they
1: were yeah i think yeah. they were he's always that guy's always five minutes too late to every party he's getting <laughs> yeah. fired from movies he has a great thing with mia goth then he loses her idiot uh also yeah <laughs> Mia Goff co-wrote this one she helped write the script so I have to think a lot of those shades and layers to the Pearl character were probably thanks to Mia Goth. um yeah. had to be because she was the only new writer that came on for this and one thing I appreciate about that
2: is you know when you know how filmmakers work and storytellers in in cinema work they always want these actors to like explore their character and come up with like a, a fictional backstory or they give them a fictional backstory to like study to become that character. And here it's like, they let her help do it, you know, and and not just be like, here's who you're playing. Like she got to be part of that. She's like, motherfucker, this is me. Yeah. (laughs) And that's probably, it probably (laughs) helped her performance. It probably made her, deliver way better uh you know way better of a performance on screen because she was part of the creation. So that it's it's impressive. Her Absolutely, first screenwriting, man. uh her first screenwriting
1: credit. I know and I just think about there are things I guess that they like in production took chances on that weren't in the script. Like I'm sure in the script they didn't realize that one monologue she does was going to be like a long, unbroken take. When I shit you not, there is like an eight minute take of Mia Goth just talking and it is I think it might be my favorite scene in the movie. Um, but also, that bit at the end, and, and we'll just spoil this because I think this image is out there and everywhere. They do a thing where, kind of in the old uh, Shirley Temple style, as the credits are sort of flashing at the end, they're still hanging with the actors in the scene so you could sit there. And Mia Goth just does this bizarre like freeze frame where she just stares into the camera And is just smiling, this incredibly fake, like, plastic smile. And I realized about a minute in that she wasn't blinking. And then I started to just look and look and look and see how long she could go. And she goes for, like, three or four minutes without blinking. And it is fucking horrifying. Uh, It is so horrifying, in fact, (laughs) that they were quoted today. uh, I mean, this could just be fluff, but this is a real thing. Martin Scorsese, the director, Martin Scorsese, talked about Pearl. He came out, and I guess they asked him about it. And he said, he had nothing but compliments for Ty West. He, Martin Scorsese says, oh, nice. Ty West movies have a kind of energy that is so rare these days, powered by a pure undiluted love for cinema. He says, I mean this deeply. It was a disturbing 102 minutes. Mia Goth really knows how to toy with an audience. Um, he was talking about, wait, this is the best part of this. This is, what, this is what I wanted to read. Scorsese says, I was enthralled, then disturbed, then so unsettled, I had trouble getting to sleep. Could not stop watching
2: that's a very good review for a horror film
1: dude yeah like <laughs> this girl's face dude mark just like robert zadar's face terrified you <laughs> mia goth's face terrified by the coming, for you, mark. It's coming. <laughs> yeah it was that last
2: shot that final shot was great because she conveys so much like insanity and emotion in, yeah. in in her eyes and her cheeks and her mouth and just when she just her crying face crying at the end yeah yeah oh. like she's barely holding on she's really not holding on she's she's fucking broken
1: yeah it's awesome it, was, it was so funny because that to me and i i'm like a guy mark knows this like i i don't i don't like animal violence like i it freaks me out i feel bad um and i knew there was going to be a bit where she was like crushing the gator eggs and stuff and I was like not excited about that the smile when I tell you the fucking smile was more disturbing than any animal bullshit in this movie any kill any bloodshed there's a there's a suckling pig that is covered with maggots that is devoured by the end of the movie all these things pale in comparison to that four minute shot of her like staring into the camera it is fucking terrifying it's terrifying and there
2: was one other part of the movie that that was the scariest to me. I don't want to I don't want to jump ahead of you if you don't want me to get there yet.
1: But the, no, go go um, for it, man. Just it's a little free so, form. Go for it.
2: What when, when she gets through with her amazing monologue and reveals everything she's done to her sister-in-law and you're just sitting there like, whoa, what the fuck? What's this girl going to do? And when the girl leaves and she gets up and starts chasing her, uh, that was both mine and my wife's favorite scary part. I mean, literally that was scary uh, yes. when she's, when she's doing that, picks up that ax and just starts running after her. It was awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah, I agree. The, the smile was probably scarier and more deeply rooted, but man, just for like good old fashioned slasher horror, she picked up that ax and started picking up speed. That shit had me uh, in my seat a little
1: bit. So dude, now really I could say this. I didn't want to give anything away, but in my theater, I was one of three people seeing Pearl. Um, and there was a guy in like the front row watching the movie and when that part happened i fucking swear the guy goes run bitch run he said run bitch run (laughs) at the top of his lungs because that
3: girl was like hobbling along she could have just running broken out slow yeah Yeah, she was like take those fucking shoes off and run run woman
2: she probably had one of those uh tied up bodices on one of those fucking (laughs) old-timey you know hourglass figure makers she takes off her corset like throws it at her (laughs) She tries to slow her down Yeah. yeah
1: i also wanted to touch on too um so like just like x right x has like a very uh a very specific Inter- like a horror movie palette, right? It's very much like Texas Chainsaw feels very seventies deep fried kind of horror. Um, this, uh, I know a lot of, some people have said, whatever happened to baby Jane, I never saw that movie. So I, I will, I will feign ignorance there. Have either of you guys seen that movie? No, I haven't. I have not either. I I know what it's about, but I haven't. uh, A lot of people have compared this to that in terms of the style of horror, quote unquote. But you know what? It reminded me of two, uh, I thought the horror palette here, because it's obviously, you know, very like Technicolor. All the colors are boosted real high and nice. I noticed all the horror and the killing. There's barely any scenes at night. It all takes place during the day and it's still horrifying. Um, Mm -hmm. I love the Technicolor look of this movie. But one one movie that kept coming to mind was the wizard of oz i kept thinking about yeah. wizard of Oz. it was not only the scarecrow my cat is freaking the fuck out um not only was it the scarecrow and we should talk about that scarecrow scene oh, yeah, hang on i'm <laughs> texting my wife so she could come get the cat please um
2: i thought that was sound effects for the app i was like yeah, is that the, the scarecrow it's a, scene That's our new <laughs> is, cat is the sound scene?
1: effect <laughs> Assbot has been replaced by a cat um no i was reminded thank you very much i was reminded by my wife had the shepherd the cat out get the fuck out of here <laughs> i was reminded about the wizard of oz um not only because of the scarecrow but there were like you know you're on a farm there was a bit where when she has that red dress on and she's on the bike it looked like the fucking wicked witch of the west i don't remember her real lady name in the in the movie when she's on the bike with the basket right yeah and i got also shades of psycho the original psycho especially like when that guy's car goes into the like swamp behind the house, mm-hmm. and you're just hanging on the back of that car as it like kind of not even really sinks underneath the water, um, it was feeling like those kind of classic bits. I know Oz isn't technically a horror movie, but like it's got a vibe about it. And Psycho well, it is definitely a ask. horror movie. Yeah, it, right. You know,
2: yeah. some people I know when I was a kid, man you I asked was those munchkins,
1: scared. man, they were scared
2: Yeah, they hated that shit <laughs> um, Now the the flying monkey scenes Probably scared me till I was, you know, I don't know Eight or ten or something like oh, that yeah. So to some people, Wizard of Oz Has got some horrifying elements um, Yeah, I got the same vibe too You know, with the intro and like the sweeping uh, The introductions of the names Across the screen And yeah. even the, the fonts that they use and that's, well, there's that
1: like... one hit music hit that keep coming back to that sounds like, yeah. it sounds like something that came out of like, what was that fucking guy's name? I could not, the, uh, not Michael Douglas, fucking Doug, uh, <laughs> Douglas Sirk. You know, those like old melodramas from the fifties. That's what okay. I imagine those, those music, uh, those music stings sound like. It's like heavy on the strings. Yes, totally. But it fucking works for this movie. I love the way this movie looks. I, I didn't even realize it was the same cinematographer. That's fucking great. As X, that's, that's a nice. talented cinematographer, man. I thought for sure he <laughs> he had changed it up. I was like, yeah, picture cause... department, camera department's got to be totally different. Nope, same guy.
2: Yeah, they really do look different, too. As you said, like X feels very much like a grimy Texas Chainsaw, you know, dirty South feel. And uh, yeah, I i don't think I uncovered, you know, uncovered that in my research that it was the same cinematographer. So I'm same surprised guy. to hear that now. That's amazing.
1: Elliot Rocket is his name. Uh, but I was Good very job. impressed. Uh, yeah, that Elliot Rocket shot both of these movies and they look fucking awesome. Uh, and they couldn't be more different uh, I thought that was awesome. Um, I also wanted to ask you guys, so we've talked a bit about Mia Goth and we've talked about the cinematography. Where did you guys come out on Ty West? I mean, it seems like now all of a sudden this fucking guy came out of nowhere. Like I wasn't a big Ty West guy before. Like I liked House of the Devil, but I didn't really like any of his other
3: movies. Like Mark, did you like any of uh, Ty West stuff? I've liked some of his earlier stuff. To be honest, I've forgotten what some of his filmography is. So, Yeah, but I remember like House of the Devil, The
1: Innkeepers... In the Valley of the West, or whatever that was. And I know he's done some
3: anthology stuff. I think yeah, I've he only on seen VHS. House of the Devil then, but I love that movie. Yeah, and House of the Devil was, was good. great. It was so, good.
2: see, I'm not, you know, these
3: are great. So,
2: I, I kind of came into X um, not being a huge Ty West fan. I think my <laughs> most enjoyable experience involving him was he plays a character in your next. Yes. Um, he oh, plays he, the the boyfriend that comes with the sister, uh, and to, he gets offed the, quickly. Yes, he, I think he he's does. the first
1: person to die, isn't he? In your I next. think so. Yeah, yeah, during
2: that dinner, yeah. Um, yeah. And he's he's kind of like a, a documentary filmmaker, which there's nothing wrong with that. But he plays a total stereotypical, you know, like uh, like a Tribeca scarf wearing even when it's ninety degrees <laughs> eye, that guy, um, and so. that was probably my you know the innkeepers and house of the devil um i've i've seen but i think they were both just background watches that i didn't fully appreciate but you know he's two for two in 2022
1: uh yeah (laughs) it's pretty nuts that all of a sudden he's like this guy is on the verge now i'm really curious about maxine the movie that's teased just like Pearl was teased at the end of X, we got a teaser for the next part of this trilogy. It's going to be called Maxine. Cool, actually, when I thought it was ton. awesome, yeah. And we're going to the 80s, right? We know Maxine survives the events of X, so we're going to catch up with her in the modern, or the quote-unquote modern day of the 80s. Like, I'm wondering, is Elliot Rocket going to shoot this thing and make it look like it's on fucking VHS or something crazy? Like, who the fuck <laughs> knows? But at this point, I'm going to trust whatever they want to do
2: yeah they've kind of earned it at this point and and i actually did read a little bit about maxine i i do think it will probably hs aesthetic to it because i think that's what ty west wants to focus on is the home video market and the yeah. effect that that had you know on the movie watching industry um so and one thing that's really cool about these movies is i guess ty west said in an interview that you know that was how he approached each of these three stories he was trying to uh, show viewers and audiences Like the history of filmmaking And you know we, we do get a little bit Of that in Pearl obviously it's not The uh, you know the Central story arc of, of the movie But um, you know how she goes And sees the, uh, the What is it the Follies the old Follies Oh movie. yes the Titty and, Cut uh,
1: Follies whatever those Are called <laughs> yeah
2: you know and like there's The old porno like from
1: Yeah you know, and apparently that's a real porn yeah um it was like a real stag film i thought they made it for the movie (laughs) i believe it's called a free ride i'm not kidding (laughs) which is like a great started the long tradition (laughs) that's a pretty good name of porn pun titles yeah that's a free ride it to watch yeah the guy's like really cranking. Now
3: I got to work out with both hands.
1: Crank the camera. <laughs> don't crank your knob. Okay. Start Tank, gada, gada, gada,
2: gada, Tank yeah. Meathead or something like
1: that. <laughs> yeah. no. um, John so, yeah. Beefsteak. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so I think it's cool when you look at it through that lens that Ty West, obviously, you know, we saw the uh, the indie, uh, you know, independent spirit rogue filmmaking in, in the 70s and X and then in this movie it's a little bit more like you just go watch a chorus line dance and that's good cinema i'm curious yeah. i'm curious to see how he depicts everything in the 80s with with more of a vhs debbie does dallas type vibe so yes
1: um, and excited. i think and i don't know shit about the story but this is what i think right x had maxine as a survivor Pearl has Pearl as a killer. I think the only way they can go with Maxine is to turn Maxine into a killer. I was
3: thinking the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the, I feel like it sounds more exciting. She's just going around killing people in LA. Yes.
1: And I'm thinking it's like a showgirls thing where like, you know, when showgirls are all competitive, they'll like push bitches down the stairs, (laughs) make them eat dog food and stuff. Like maybe it's like that. She like wants good parts in the vivid entertainment right of the eighties and she's gonna kill for them. That's what I think that's probably leading to, I bet.
2: I think that's a good assumption. And and you know, that makes more sense than her becoming like a random victim in a random murder yeah. survival situation again. Um, You know, she could just be so fucked up from the first situation that she survived. And of course, everything in her life before that with like her crazy preacher father and her upbringing. And yeah, that's like the natural direction. Turn Maxine into uh, Pearl 2.0 absolutely
1: version. um funny enough you brought up the priest i did notice this I, there were a couple cool little x easter eggs i noticed besides obviously the gator who we find out is named theta um and the gator has eggs that pearl smashes did you guys notice when she goes to town to go to the movie theater someone's walking around with a billboard and on the back of that billboard is the message that maxine repeats from her pastor father which is i do not accept a life i don't deserve Oh, wow. Someone had that, that message, like had clearly come from that church and was preaching that message out in the town. Oh, wow. That's
2: cool. I missed that. I did catch another couple of quick references. They had, you know, uh, some of the exact same shots, like through the front door of the yes. farmhouse, looking outside at the driveway. That's was great. Um, that was awesome. You know, callback, homage, whatever you want to call it. And they then should when...
1: come through the barn on uh, Maxine. They should come through the barn doors of a light next time. So they yeah. actually come through barn doors in all three. <laughs> wouldn't that be be awesome awesome.
2: the barn trilogy (laughs) the barn trilogy Um, (laughs) and then when pearl goes to uh audition for the uh chorus line the dancing chorus line of course you know x marks the spot is an old an old adage but literally when she steps up to that x and the the camera frames it perfectly i'm like oh that's a name drop (laughs) yeah and the guy even says right
1: doesn't he say x you got x factor
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: That felt like really out of place. So. Yeah. I was like, why does this old churchy man know about X Factor? And they have yeah, buzzers
3: right. and it's just like it's like the voice he yeah. has to
1: turn around in his creaky old chair.
3: I just had to take a look at you for myself. But it has none of the automation, so it's just him slowly picking it up and <laughs> placing it down. You just hear the wood creaking.
2: <laughs> he pushes the bell and a candle the buzzer and a candle lights. <laughs>
1: yeah a giant book comes from the side of stage to take her away (laughs) Mm. i did feel bad that was one thing there where i was glad i had seen x previously because obviously we know what happens to old lady pearl right so you know immediately when she sits down at those fucking auditions she's not gonna make it and it made it all the more tragic when she you see in her face she believes she's gonna get it not not even the dream shit like the dream sequence was cool when it goes like full busby berkeley musical and like they have like the girls come out as the soldiers and stuff like that looked amazing but the whole time i kept thinking this is so fucked because she really believes she has a chance
2: you know what that reminded me of uh i don't know if you guys are big south park fans but the south park episode where they're like spraying cat piss as it's like a form of drug called cheesing (laughs) and the whole time well then this story might be wasted on you but i'll get it over with no no
1: you. go for it go for it no please the whole us. time
2: uh kyle's dad and kenny in south park are uh, addicted to this cat piss this cheese drug that they call it and every time they take this drug they're they transport themselves to the world from heavy metal the heavy metal movie <laughs> oh that's yo. and and so you know they keep thinking they're fighting in this epic arena and that they're having these awesome battles and heavy metal but in the real world in South Park everybody sees them like half naked slapping each other in a sandbox (laughs) (laughs) so when Pearl was dancing and it was all in the background you know like the the chorus line and everybody everything seemed so perfect I almost wondered if we'd see a shot of her doing some like awkward just terrible moves.
1: <laughs> she's fucking you know. the scarecrow again yeah <laughs> and the judges are just like
2: oh my god so uh <laughs> but you're right she did think that she just delivered like the best performance yes. ever you could and see
1: she truly believes it
2: yeah and she was devastated obviously when when they told her no you're not blonde and you're you're too old basically yeah, right.
1: um, you're not what we looking for we have too many other girls who look like you yeah <laughs> <laughs> there was also a part of me that thought when she was like trying to goad the sister-in-law into telling her that she got the part i was like she could just be saying it because that's what she recognizes she's in a scary situation and she wants to just tell the person what they wanted to tell her right i was like there's a chance she didn't even get this fucking part
3: now the, i was actually thinking that was yes, the yeah that's the cynic in it me. it felt I mean, like the from her performance though and the way her face changes yes. it kind of felt that way because she's like okay i feel terrified now I should agree before yes. something bad happens. Yeah.
1: I thought that too. I mean, I was like, the writer in me says it's just easy contrivance. She got the part. But the cynic in me was like, she's just fucking scared. She's just going to tell Pearl whatever she wants to hear, which makes her death even double tragic uh, when she's taken right. out with that axe. You know, we should lo- say that, that he- this isn't just a movie with like drama and internal character stuff. Like there is killing. There is killing that happens in it.
3: There is. Yeah, he, it's a it's he a makes slow burn. Gross ass movies.
1: <laughs> he does. Yeah.
3: Gotta love Ty West for that, man.
2: I mean, he's very raw, you know, his everything he shows like he doesn't. The the camera does not shy away from what's happening. You're going to see what's happening. There's no implications of gore or stabbing. You see the duck get stabbed. You see the alligator egg get squashed, you know. uh, So, yeah, Ty West, is he's just raw with it. And to your point about uh, the cousin, whether or not she got the role, I love the ambiguity with that. Like, you don't know. Uh, and and you can watch it multiple times and still probably just like go with your gut, but you don't know for sure. And so yeah, it's it's like a it's a little rewatchability factor there, I think.
1: Yeah, it's also cool too because it it really puts the onus on you as a viewer. It really shows you more about yourself than the movie it's like it's the kind of person you are to figure out well what do you think happened it's, it's cool man the movie like these fucking movies work on multiple levels Um, and I want to say like I loved X like at the end of the year X is going to be on my favorites list Pearl will be too but I'll tell you this I the only thing that would knock Pearl down even just a smidge is something that Mark and I talk about on the show a lot which is rewatchability and the fact that I would probably rewatch X more than I think I would rewatch Pearl like I feel like that first you know viewing of pearl no repeat viewing is going to come going to compare um you know because now you know the beats and you're watching them and it seems i think it was more the shock of it all um i think that's the only thing that it's the only thing that gives x the the edge for me is that i would i would definitely want to rewatch it more i think
2: yeah, I, th- I think I would tend to agree with that. Um, I've watched X twice already, and I thoroughly enjoyed my second watching. There was there was no dip in quality. And actually, it probably was more enjoyable because I had just seen Pearl the day before.
1: Yeah, it's also so fun. I love the the rhythm of X, like with the kills, like it really starts to play almost like, it's almost like a crowd-pleasing set. Like it starts to play and pay things off. Like, I saw that with a crowd and every kill worked like gangbusters, like having that bit of release and that sort of fun, like rock show element to that. I loved it. That was the only thing I thought that was missing from Pearl a bit, but I recognize it's a completely different style of movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And those big cathartic moments are more character driven for Pearl. So you, so you, your catharsis comes from watching her act out or at least it was for me, like by the time she was like screaming in the mom's face and pushing her in the, in the, the hearth, I think is what that's called. I was fucking, <laughs> I started laughing in the theater because I was so happy to see that bitch get, get it. You know what I mean?
0: Well, and it finally,
2: <laughs> you know, horrible, but... she finally boils over. Like, it's like, you've been watching the pot simmer for the, the <laughs> yeah. whole movie so far. And then finally you're seeing bubbles come out yes. under the from under the lid. And uh yeah, I mean, I thought it was a, definitely a slower burn than X. And because I'm a, huge slasher guy uh it'll probably always you know be a little bit behind etch uh x in in my rankings but really well well made well done like when her madness starts the slow burn obviously goes away and it's she's just on fire from then on out yeah um so that was that was cool like you said the hearth scene after after mama got roasted in the hearth i was like oh it's all downhill from here (laughs) i felt bad for her dad in the wheelchair just oh my
1: god i have to call that guy out that guy's name is matthew sunderland that motherfucker is amazing facial acting just acting literally and his face is like permanently frozen in one in one fucking visage that that guy could do all that acting with his eyes. I was blown away by that guy's performance because once Pearl starts to lose it, goes away with the projectionist to sleep with him and then comes back from the minute she's back. That guy is terrified. Yes. The it's terror like is been, real in that fucker's eyes.
2: I mean, and it's funny you mentioned that. Cause I was going to say, that's the scene that really made me feel for him even more than watching his wife get, get burned alive is he was waiting all fucking night wondering yes. when she's going to come back through that door. So when she walked in, he wasn't like looking like sleeping and then like, "Oh shit, you're here." Like, no, he saw her walk in cuz he was waiting for it the whole time she was gone. So I'm
1: laughing. I'm laughing because it's, it's just my way of coping with the fear of that idea. <laughs> I'm a person who laughs nervously. Like, I'm just thinking of that poor bastard, you know, because it's the fucking 1918. Nobody locks their doors. You know that a strong breeze came through and would blow that screen door open and scared that <laughs> motherfucker and nothing happened. And he was just sitting there terrified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's something horrible, but amazing about that idea.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's it's it's good storytelling because you really you you feel obviously for Pearl a little bit on her road to madness but you know you feel yes. for the
1: victims. I also like more. that the movie didn't lean on its laurels like it doesn't be like, "Oh, you know what? Fuck it. We'll repeat the same shit. We'll just have the Gator eat him." Like, <laughs> no, we've done that before. The movie teases you it takes you up to that point. You think it's going to happen, and I love that his his murder was off camera, which I thought made it even worse. Yeah. It made it worse because i was like did she smother him did she strangle like choke him out with it i just kept wondering because it's like she didn't even she took the pillow out i was like what the fuck are you doing with a with a pillowcase?" because if you put it over a guy's head he sick he'd still breathe through it right so i'm like what is she doing did she wad it up and stuff it down his throat like what, what did right. she do choke him out with it i kept one mark what do you what do you think she did with the pillowcase
3: <laughs> no clue i thought that
1: she smothered him somehow didn't she you, take i feel like she the takes pillow, the pillow in out there, right though? like yeah pillow,
2: i think is what blocks the air from Or maybe from she like
1: in. you know when like you'd be at a sleepover and somebody would <laughs> fucking nail you with a pillow like oh, hard god. as fuck <laughs> like they'd nail you in the face and you'd be like god damn that pillow actually has some theft Or she's just like pillow beat that guy to death <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, I was—I I don't know fully what you're saying, because I was usually the one swinging the pillow, like fucking Ken Griffey Jr. I was the uh, worst as a kid, man.
1: <laughs> if if a pillow fight broke out, like. Not like in a gay way, like we're all like, yay, wee, like hitting each other in like nightgowns. I'm saying like when little boys are mean and they have nothing else to hit with, and they take a pillow. Dude, I was a horrible shot as a kid. I would fucking try to wind up and I'd miss. I sucked. I would miss. And inevitably I would provide an open. For the attacker. And that guy would fucking nail me right in the face, man. (laughs) Like a hard ass, like a couch pillow, not a fucking bed pillow. (laughs) Like a hard ass, like corduroy covered because it was the (laughs) 80s. Just like Like a a fuck on the zipper side, like right in the face. You know what I'm talking about?
2: Catch a zipper in the earlobe. Fuck yeah, man. Hit me right in the fucking (laughs) forehead
1: and shit. (laughs) Be bleeding out like it's fucking AEW wrestling. Your scalp's like bleeding out. you like, you can't fucking see. Dude. (laughs) May- That's what Pearl should <laughs> Pearl beat that guy with a fucking hard ass pillow. <laughs> it was 1918. Presumably the pillows were also very hard, right? They, Living's they hard.
2: Very soft. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: What did you guys think about? I actually thought this was kind of clever, but what did you guys think about the idea of playing with the 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 world of the Spanish flu? That you're seeing people with face masks you're seeing people afraid to go out talking about the pandemic don't give us food right pearl's mom who's already a bitch is like hey don't give us free food we don't know if the food has germs on it what did you guys think about that
2: uh uh, so i thought that was genius um and you know i think that obviously what the world's been through with covid and, and the whole pandemic thing uh it was you know it completely parallels some of the things that we've dealt with recently. I mean, the mask thing is like on the nose. Uh, and, and I could see some people being like, you know, like they, they didn't wear masks like that back in the pandemic, you know, but, <laughs> but I, I thought it got driven home with the whole like fear of going out and fear of going in yeah. public, you know? And like yeah. when, when Pearl brought a hat home, her mom didn't want her to bring the hat in the house because she was worried it was, right. you know, contained. Although
1: I had a moment too where when she's in the seeing the, the fucking follies, and like that was too real when other people were in the theater coughing and she's like very aware of them. <laughs> Cause yeah. I was like, that shit happens
3: today. <laughs> yes. It happened in my theater. There's some guy, he was fucking sneezing and coughing in the whole I, for the first half of the movie, I couldn't get into it because I was just like, why the fuck did this guy come <laughs> to the movie? Sick. He's so like, I like, I have to so see I, Pearl. I put my fucking... Why did you come to Pearl? God damn it! Yeah. I didn't. It does nothing probably, but I put my like shirt over my oh face. Oh no! Hey, if,
2: it, if it makes you feel better, it does something, you know?
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, definitely. I would agree with that. Yeah, for sure. If
2: you're if you're smelling your own cologne and deodorant <laughs> over over someone else's hack juice, and you're, you're golden,
3: you're good. <laughs> 100 percent 100 percent
1: i love that you were struggling with that guy like why the fuck did this guy come out it man? was
3: like full-on like gross phlegm cough oh god and damn and then i heard like several times and oh, then he oh come on i swear to god oh god that's very, horrible, you that's know, fucking horrible. Four, it was like a 4d experience <laughs> Ew, meanwhile they're talking about like, <laughs> like don't bring the champs home actually you know to be honest the mother amazing actor but a lot of the stuff she says is actually like during that time is you know it was kind of like it's right yeah it was, it <laughs> right, was true it's like oh we don't have much money so don't spend it on hard candy. And it's not like she's punishing her by sending her out. She's just quarantining her essentially because the father is sick.
1: So, yes, I mean, but, yeah. then it was, but the I think way it was she like does the... it though
3: is so terrifying. It's horrible. But like, I
1: think it was like the, you've, you've gone out to the follies and rode to go get medicine. Now you can't eat and you can't even leave to go to bed. You have to watch me eat. That was like some gangster shit. I was like, okay, That's well, she's going to die very... for sure.
3: Yeah, very authentic old school upbringing. Also,
1: too, like, there was a point, oh, there's another point where when the mom is at the table, they've already, everybody sits down, nobody's mad at each other anymore, she hasn't gone to the fucking movies or whatever today, she's eating her corn, right? The mom, like, decides to pull out the Follies brochure, and I was like, why? Now, it's not like she's parading that shit around the barn, like, woohoo, look what I got for nothing, right? The mom had to go look for that shit. Yeah. to find a reason to take it out on her and at that point I thought I mean it fucking worked I, the audience turned and we were like kill this bitch today <laughs> yeah, don't right. wait another minute don't even bother with the corn kill her then eat her corn
0: yeah you don't have to
2: waste <laughs> your corn you can save that for later and eat favorite your dead yeah mother's dude corn. <laughs> I think the mom was jealous of Pearl because Pearl still had like hopes and dreams for the future. And the mom had kind of given up all of that, you know, and And that would
1: thematically play with the older Pearl, right. Being sort of younger, uh, jealous of the younger porn stars and X. Yeah. And youth taken from her.
2: And by the end of Pearl, you know, ironically enough, uh, the one character in Pearl's life that she was like, you were right was her mother um you know she yeah. went to her mom's dead body and and said i love you mom and like you know she kind of realized when she didn't get that dancing role that her mom was right so like in x it's almost like she became her mom but yeah, like fuck. willingly you know yes um, yeah, I thought the mom was good, too. I thought it looked like a young Alice Krieg in the beginning. Like oh, I was shit. Like, yeah. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah. yeah. Was like, good call. Did they
2: CGI Alice Krieg? And I was like, no, no, no. No, it's a different actress.
1: They're like, Alice Krieg is too expensive. Okay. <laughs> yeah. We got you. No problem. Yeah. She's got a cousin.
2: Stunt double. Luckily, <laughs> <him> <in. laughs> she
1: also is crazy, and this will read on camera. Uh, yeah. <laughs> good call man she did look like her she did look like her and that actress we should we should call out her name is Tandy Wright every actor in this movie is fucking great even that projectionist guy whose name is just the projectionist yeah (laughs) they didn't even give that fucking guy a name he's the projectionist I did like that
2: let me ask you when when you first see that guy and he has that huge pair of scissors those shears that are like the shears people use when they grand open a new fucking salon or something and they <laughs> cut the ribbon. Uh, when you saw him holding those, weren't you like, he's going to get killed with those. Yes. Shears. Like, yes. just as a, because I was still thinking nerd. of the X
1: thing. I was like, because yeah. X does a great job of setting up the way people will die to pay it off later. Like we mm-hmm. see the, the painted image of the blonde with the gator. And that's how Brittany snow dies. Mm -hmm. The fucking, uh, what's that guy's name? Martin Henderson. That guy talks about having people's eyes bug out of their sockets and he gets it in the eyes. That's how he dies. Mm -hmm. The movie's very clever about being like, this is how this person's going to die. We're telegraphing it and then we actually pay it off. Dude, and I was right there with you. When I saw those fucking giant shears, I was like, that's how he goes. And his dick gets chopped off. That's what I thought. (laughs) (laughs) My my mind went right to dick cutting right away.
2: (laughs) And then then we never see the shears again. Uh, So it's a little it's like a fake out from. Yeah, and his his
1: death was even kind of softer than the than the swan's death is because the swan really gets it right. Yeah, Yeah. he just kind (laughs) of gets one pitchfork through the mouth. That's it. You know, oh no, no he got it he got thing? it in the car in the yeah chest in, multiple in the times. chest that's right but it seemed yeah. like softer didn't it like there's something well, about it It
3: did and it penetrated rated a it,
2: sternum i mean there was <laughs> mark's like that shit ain't soft man but I, I i appreciate what you're saying it was it was less it was less visceral i yeah. there the you other go kills. yes Um, Yeah you didn't you didn't feel like you were in the tines (laughs) of the pitchfork as they were, you know, yes. Even the way it like,
1: even the sound design, like when she jams the pitchfork in his mouth when he's on the ground, I expected it to hear like to hear some cracking of skull or something. You don't get any of that. It just kind of goes whoop, like right into the ground, and then she walks away. And it's a great shot because it's just like sticking upright as she walks Mm -hmm. away. Um, but I did think it was like oddly, yes, like less visceral. Because I remember when she killed the swan, I was like, fuck! or the goose yeah. or whatever. It felt really like hard, you know?
2: You know, I did laugh at that scene and I, I'm with you, Matt. I don't like seeing animals killed uh, yeah. in a movie or, or you know, real life, of course, either. Um, so I felt bad for the duck, the swan, whatever. But I thought that comedically it was like timed perfectly but, because yeah. she's, doing, she's doing her song and dance and the cows and the sheep are all watching her and she thinks <laughs> they're like the greatest audience. And as soon as she turns around, here comes this fucking half-lack <laughs> duck like <laughs> whack, whack. And, and i just said to myself in like the brief nanosecond before she reacted on screen i was like here comes the duck talking shit and so <laughs> when, right. when she looked at him and was like what are you doing here i was like wow that's ty west wanted us to think what i just thought in my head yes. um, So it was a little bit comedic, even though I hope obviously that was fake and that no animals were harmed in the movie. Oh yeah,
1: oh yeah. You're right though, that that hard cut to her with like its lifeless dead body, that was like a Simpsons level cut, like boop, and then there's the body, was great. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to ask you guys, did you have any, because we've really just been praising this thing. Did you have any gripes about the movie? Was there anything that took you out of it besides Mark's coughing man? Was there, was there like <laughs> anything where you were like, I don't know about this. Uh, and I'll start, because I'll tell you, I, I the only thing I didn't like, there was only one moment that felt a little, um, that felt a little forced to me. And I loved everything else. And I still think it's a great, fantastic movie, but there's a moment where, when she's sort of dreaming of what could be, and she's on the stage and looking out at the audience, there's a bit where everybody has the masks, and the mom is there. And then the mom removes her mask and she has this like gnarled up face. Like, it's just a jump scare to have a jump scare. Like, I, in my opinion, the movie didn't need it. And it seems that's the only thing that felt a little a little like um, forced to me where I was like, that is just there to purely just be like, ha look, scary thing. Um, but that was my only gripe. And, and I don't fault them for putting it in because I'm sure somebody, A24, was like, we need another scare moment here. We need something. <laughs> and he's like, okay. Right let's do this. And I get why it's there, but uh, that was the only thing that took me out for a moment. I was like, that feels false. Oh,
3: <laughs> Marcus. Oh me. I'm next. Oh okay. yeah. Yeah. Anybody, Any, say, anybody, jump on in. Tommy, jump on I was going to go tell me first. Sorry. Um, my,
2: my audio was being weird. So uh, oh, no problem. No problem. I didn't mean to freeze on you guys. Yeah. Mark, you go, you go though. Give me a, a second to think about it. <laughs> let's see.
3: The only thing that I thought was goofy was when actually her being chased down when she's wielding the ax was great up until they got to that sl- that medium shot that's tilted up and she's really choked up on the axe
0: yeah so oh, because yeah. the
3: handle is so long it would hit her in the body so you just see her kind of fall forward and it looked really goofy to me <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah I do remember that was that. the only thing that yeah. it, did, it didn't also it didn't feel real when she was hitting her in the back with the axe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Was like, the, hit, that, the almost, you almost wanted a harder actor was hit, kind of running
3: right. so slowly, too. Yeah. It just felt like toward the end, I was like, oh, this looks kind of a little bit goofy. But that's all I had, I
2: think. Yeah, and I, I think I got to agree with you there, Mark, because I thought that the chase with the axe was, was awesome. Like, I was all for that. But then you know when she actually went in for the kill she was she was choked up way too high on the axe handle and like it just felt like a little bit uh a little contrived and like yeah we don't want to we don't want to work out the special effects for this shot so you're just gonna get <laughs> right it or give her a shorter point.
1: axe give her a hatchet or something there you go
2: yeah, something right small
1: <laughs> like um, that guy from- did you guys see that video of that guy in new york fucking terrorizing people in mcdonald's with a hatchet <laughs>
3: no i should have just done that by the way did you see the video before though he's like leaning like this yeah and he's talking in shit. the face and he's just like mm-hmm. yeah he, and they're, like, he brushes it off. and he's just like
1: i yeah. feel nothing. this is a was... psa if you've attacked someone and they're waiting patiently and then you see them reach in a bag don't film with your camera fucking run yeah,
2: run <laughs> they're,
3: they're grabbing run. something to harm you right and if if
2: they don't feel pain what are you gonna do anyway you know? <laughs> to right, exactly. like, be so fair so. though he
3: only was like going after the table in the class so that's I true and if you know if he'd actually if you feel he still like... held the axe and slapped the other guy so i don't think he'd actually he slapped that guy he with an axe fuck you, then. <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> just slapped him with the side of it like i'm not gonna kill you but i'm gonna disrespect your ass motherfucker <laughs> yeah. um You know, I think so the the ax thing I hadn't fully like reconsidered until you just mentioned it, Mark. So that's a good one, because uh, I think you're right there Uh, for me, you know, maybe again, because I'm such a slasher lover and I loved X, which just gets into shit pretty quickly. I did think that this movie was a little more of a slower burn, um, which which is kind of jives with Ty West's filmography. That's what he generally does. And X was maybe a little out of his normal, uh, you know, what he does with his pacing. So I, I'm not saying it could have been better had they sped things up, but it was maybe a slower burn than I anticipated going in. Um, but then once, once this shit happened, man, and she went completely psycho, uh, it was, it was, it was good. It didn't let off the intensity from there. Oh, so yeah. that was yeah. pacing problem fixed for me.
1: What did you guys think about, uh, there's one more scene I wanted to talk to you guys about before we switch off of this. Uh, what did you think about the scene where she fucks that scarecrow? <laughs>
3: that was, uh, very interesting. I loved I it. Only I, because... I heard some people in the audience go, oh. Were they snickering
1: or like more like, oh, I like I this. Bit, they were turned bit, no, on. It no, no. awakened something uh, in I'm them.
3: In, I'm in Palm Springs. So. Yeah. Oh. oh, I never <laughs> thought about that. Yeah, <laughs> they It awake awakened something. Oh. Yeah. So
2: I think that scene would have been really uh, contrived and out of place if Pearl was released before X. Yeah. But because X came out and you already were broken into this world of eroticism and sex, and it made the scarecrow scene. I was like, yeah, of course she's humping a fucking scarecrow right now. Like, <laughs> I'd expect no less Ty West. And then obviously that was, you know, really the most raunchy sex scene in the whole movie was that. Yeah. And it was. I, I agree 100% a with that. Yeah, I, thought, know, I
1: also thought it was like sex. I thought it was like a way to. Uh, again like tie to X like all right we need some kind of like pornographic or sexual element that's not just like the quaint stag film that they watch and I was like this right. is a great way to imbue that right because like I think one of the things that X does very cleverly another thing that it does very cleverly is that like you know as horror movie lovers we all know that the, the like the sort of screen language of being like oh if this person has sex they're a bad person and they die right? In X, it's like, hey, it's a very sex positive thing. Like, regular people have sex. They can die, but they can also live. Um, So I thought that they was another kill. cool. <laughs> and they can kill. I thought that was like another cool sort of way of sticking to that message here where it's like, yeah, she's bored in the, you know, in the barn, husband's away at war. What else is she going to do? And we need to have some kind of sex connection to, to the uh, first movie, X. I thought it was like a great scene. Like, there was nothing that took me out of it at all. In fact, I was more kind of like, what a great construction of that scene, because it's it's very simple. Ride by, loses the hat, then she find. it's not like she went out of her way to find him. The, the hat is that great device that takes her there. And then mm-hmm. she does the rest with the scarecrow. I kind of thought it was like a really nicely constructed bit. I liked it a lot.
2: Well, and I think it was a good window too into her like delusion and imagination that she yes. had all the time. Yes. You know, like I mean, she was riding that thing like it was, you know, like it was her husband back from the war already. And <laughs> you, you're going to have some imagination to be able to ride a straw scarecrow like that. So I feel like it it showed us how how manic she was. She could be, you know, and, totally. Uh, that was a good good little cue in there. Also
1: nice, too. Like, another nice little uh, homage to Wizard of Oz, right? You get a fucking Scarecrow mm-hmm. in there. There's something that, again, takes you back to that, like, classic 1930s Hollywood movie, you know?
3: I also yeah. like that he said fucking Scarecrow. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking Scarecrow. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, well, I, think we, I think we're closing <laughs> in on the end of this thing. Um, would you recommend Pearl? We'll start with Tommy.
2: I would. So uh, my wife who, you know, watches all these movies with me, bless her heart. She's a horror head just as much as I am. Um, She liked Pearl a little bit more than X. And while I don't agree with that, I thought Pearl was great, I think, for the best uh, viewing experience for Pearl. You should watch X first, because I don't think it's just uh, the the way things were greenlit at the studio. I think that's the best way to hear the story unfold, because otherwise you could be watching Pearl. And if you're like a hardcore slasher horror head and you're ready for kills right away, you could be bored the first the first two acts of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But if you've seen X and you liked it and you want to know more about this old lady killer and X and how she became who she is, then Pearl is perfect for a second watch after after X. Uh, So I would definitely recommend Pearl. And I think you don't have to see X to enjoy it, but I think it adds a layer that's worth watching in the order they were released.
3: Yeah, dude, uh, brilliantly said. I I couldn't agree more. Mark, would you recommend (laughs) X? Basically, Tommy said it perfectly. (laughs) Yeah, he did. He nailed it. I was like, that's exactly right. (laughs) I couldn't agree more. The one thing I I will add to that, though, is like, if you're not a fan of like, really, I mean, the gore in his movies looks real. Like when in X, Mm. when that guy's getting stabbed in the throat, I rarely turn away from the screen. I couldn't watch it. Wow. And I kept hearing it and I was like, ah, Jesus. Also, (laughs) like those shots when she's dismembering the bodies and they're those extreme close-ups but it doesn't look like you know silicon right it doesn't look like a mold yeah you can see like the little blonde hairs on her arm yeah. so it looks so if you're, you're squeamish real. for that type of stuff i would not recommend this movie because <laughs> you'll be turning away from both of those but yeah i would if you're a horror head i totally recommend this movie it's fantastic yeah
1: exactly nice. uh, I, I i'm going to agree with both of uh both of these gentlemen um uh, i loved it I definitely think whether you're a fan of X or not, I highly recommend Pearl and I'm going to agree with Tommy. I think, I think you need to watch X first, then see Pearl. Um, and then I and, think you will have, you will have the complete picture until we get Maxine.
2: And and I was just going to say, how ready do you feel now for Maxine? Right? Like I wish I'm I could the, watch
1: it tomorrow. Exactly. I would see it in theaters
2: <laughs> this week. If it came out, totally. is
1: Horror this time. the fastest that we've ever had a pair of movies come out like this? Like, even even your hobbits, right? Or the you know, those movies were like eight <laughs> months apart or something like this. Is what, like five months? It's fucking crazy, crazy how quickly these came out back to back.
2: Yeah. And I can't think of another time that someone filmed the sequel directly, you know, after filming the original. Obviously, there's been yeah. times where it's it's been planned a la Lord of the Rings and Hobbit, but for the most part, when it's a a new franchise and it's not you know it's no it's no other intellectual property out there it's a totally new story i can't think of another time the only other really quick turnaround i can pull out the top of my head is scream 2 coming out less than a year after Scream. oh
1: yes but
2: that was still like 11 months so uh you know way way slower than what they're doing here with this with this extra
1: felt like he wrote it shot it and cut it in a weekend Shit, yeah and he
3: like, edited it too that was the other thing i oh, realized that he cu- actually <laughs> cut the movie holy shit yeah by the God way damn thanks matt for telling me about the post-credit scene because to be honest if he had made maxine and it was like we're gonna play it directly after i would have been like yes let's yeah, fucking watch now fuck yeah. <laughs> i knew man <laughs> the way those I was, credits looked too i was waiting the hollywood sign i was, was like
1: brilliant I was like, I know we had that Pearl teaser after X. There's gotta be something here. And I hadn't seen, I know it had made news or headlines the day before this movie actually hit. Like Variety had the Maxine teaser. I didn't put two and two together that they they were part of this trilogy. So when I saw it at at the end, I saw it on the big screen for the first time. That was how I learned that
3: Maxine was this. Um, I kind of really hope that it looks more like basic instinct than some VHS film though. You're afraid of them going to VHS. Yeah, I kind of want to mm-hmm. see that like glitzy LA where everything was like gaudy. Everyone had those like neon, yes. you know. Everything's got houses that with Oliver Stone, Stone lighting. It's all like
1: underneath. Yeah. And there's just like a layer of cocaine on the bottom of every screen every screen
3: <laughs> or like some <laughs> Michael like Michael Mann's older stuff you know oh yeah it has that weird sheen of like luxury but it's like dirty and gross Yeah. Like,
2: like Manhunter something yeah. like that yeah like, that'd <laughs> yes. be
1: amazing that'd be good <laughs> fuck yeah the Manhunter of the 80s all right guys are we ready to wreck it yeah, yeah. let's do it I'm gonna wreck it wreck it wreck it
0: wreck it wreck, it, wreck it.
3: Well, i know on facts, not recommendations, but thank you.
1: I wish I had a Robert Zadar drop to play here, but I (laughs) I don't. I don't don't have a Robert Zadar drop. Just imagine his giant face right now. Okay, there you go. All right. We've come to the portion of the show where we wreck it. (laughs) Um, And, you know, since we have a guest, we're not going to put Tommy under the microscope right away. Uh, I I figure maybe what we'll do is... um, Maybe we'll go round robin, but let's start uh, with Marcus and then I'll go and then
3: we'll we'll kick it over to Tommy. Cool. Okay, Marcus, what do you got for the red? So I'll start with horror first. uh, Love it. To keep it in line. But I did I watched and I think I was texting you right after I watched it. All my friends hate me. Yes. And it's a really fun. I'd say it's more like I don't want to give too much away, but it's um, more of a psychological horror and uh there's actually some parallels to pearl actually but i don't want to give anything away i think it's fantastic and it's also if you suffer from anxiety this movie is just like oh this is really amplified it's crazy good okay i really for me personally i really liked it and that was one of the movies that i was just like you know i'm gonna Look at the uh recommendations in Hulu for a horror film, and that popped up. So and nice and didn't you pleasantly say um surprised? Didn't you say Georgina Campbell from Barbarian is in it? Yeah, it was crazy. And go. I was like, Oh, she's a, a British actor. I didn't even realize that, I guess. Nice,
2: she's popping up all over the place. <laughs> but yeah, she plays her.
3: a totally different character, she has an amazing range. Holy shit, because she plays a very, very different person in this. Whoa, it's, okay. Yeah, I highly recommend it. I think it's a really good movie don't read too much about it, just kind of jump in and watch it and it's on Hulu.
1: hey, all right, nice. all my friends hate me on hulu nice um well i'll uh I'll start I have two horror wrecks, but i'll I'll just do one at a time um I went back. we talked about this movie I think a couple episodes back. I decided to watch Wolf uh or rewatch <laughs> Wolf with Jack Nicholson, James spader, and Ooh. Michelle Pfeiffer and uh I have to say. Uh, I, You guys know I've been on a werewolf kick, trying to watch. There aren't enough goddamn werewolf movies. I've been saying this over and over again. You There's know, there really not. Su- There's not. It's a, just yeah. a criminally underused subgenre, you know? Like, I've seen the touchstones. I've seen your American werewolves and your howlings and your silver bullets. And we've even talked about dog soldiers. And I th- I think the only big one I haven't seen yet is Wolfen. That's the only one people keep bringing up to me. Uh, but I watched the trailer for Wolfen, and I was like, not sold. But I'll probably still catch it. But I was like, oh, I'm going to rewatch Wolf. I love 90s movies. I remember liking this movie as a kid. It was great. Still holds up. Um, some of it was a little silly. Mike Nichols directs it, and he definitely feels like a director who's a little ashamed to be making a werewolf movie <laughs> because he, he likes to have them list out the tropes, but he doesn't like to actually do any of them. Yeah. Uh, But Jack Nicholson is fucking awesome. The makeup in it is great. You get some great 90s makeup effects. And once it goes full tilt, where Nicholson is clearly like past the denial phase of being like, I'm not changing. I'm just I'm just a man. (laughs) Like once he becomes the wolf, it's fucking awesome. Um, And I'm talking about there's a full on werewolf fight that happens in it. That is great. Uh, The werewolves are very interesting in this. They move. I don't know who's decision this was they move almost balletically so like they'll just jump and they sort of look like people on the moon like they'll jump sort of zero gravity to get to someone grab them and then they're all fast um james spader is in it i don't want to reveal too much about the james spader character and michelle pfeiffer looking amazing like in her day catwoman era michelle pfeiffer is prime. fantastic
2: prime pfeiffer and oh Wolf. yeah um, for sure yeah that's a good call. Cause I, uh, I love that movie too. I don't think it gets talked about enough in the small pantheon of werewolf movies because yeah. it is, a, it is a little more down to earth, you know, like yes. but it's a werewolf movie for sure. And uh, no, nah, that's a great call out, man. Cause Nicholson, that's, that's one of his better, like not talked about enough roles.
1: Agreed. Uh, and I also loved how economical it was. Like, this isn't a spoiler, the fucking opening, there's no wasting time to be like, let's meet the people. And Jack Nicholson, like, <laughs> Dude, the opening scene is he's like, oh, shit, I'm on the road. Oh, fuck, I hit a wolf. And he gets (laughs) out of his car. And that's literally the opening scene. They haven't even finished the credits yet. It's just like Mike Nichols is like, fuck it. The movie just starts. (laughs) But there's something kind of great about the economy of story in that way. Um, So definitely check out Wolf. It's not streaming anywhere. I had to rent it. I was able to rent it on Amazon Prime for like three bucks. And it's not the, the best transfer. It's like a very dodgy... It looks like they got it from VHS, but it's still pretty sweet, man. Like, I watched it late at night, and I was like, once the fucking full wolf makeups came out, I was like, this shit is awesome. Nice. (laughs) Tommy, what do you got for your first wreck?
2: Well, so my first one, you know, might be considered a little bit of a hot take, but I actually think it's the best of the Blair Witch movies. And I am not talking about the original Blair Witch. I'm talking about Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2. Whoa people hate that movie and i've never understood the hatred for it um i think it's actually a really really great movie obviously the first blair witch is is found footage and it was very gimmicky you know i mean blair witch isn't that great now when you watch it if you enjoy it now it's it's probably more for nostalgic purposes that you enjoy it and and maybe you were a, a teen in that era as as i was and and you guys were too so oh, for sure you know Blair Witch holds a place in my heart uh for sure but Book of Shadows uh the second one it's actually a movie it's not found footage um it, you know it's they're they're working with a script and they have a set and everything but i just think it's a good story that kind of builds on the lore of the first uh Blair Witch and like all of the you know the psychosis and and the fervor that that came up with the first movie and it's it's really meta because it's about people who saw the movie and were like obsessed with it and now they want to go into these woods and find this real witch um you know and i I think there's it's just a, a great witchcraft story um that you know you don't get a lot of answers in the first movie but this movie you get a little bit more like oh shit that's what happened while they were in the woods and oh fuck that's what happened with their lost time so um it's got a good soundtrack there's a uh queens of the stone age song that opens the movie up where they list every drug uh, known to man in in the, in the chorus line. So it's what I would call a choice cut, which is just, you know, any song I like in a, in a movie. Um, So yeah. Book of shadows, Blair, Witch Two, I believe it's from 2000 and it is the
3: guy that did your next, by the way. Oh, and the guest. No, no, no. That's the new one. That's the new one. The new
1: Blair witch. Wasn't oh yes right? I
2: was gonna say because I didn't think Joe Berlinger that's the name of the director
1: for yeah. uh, Blair Witch 2 Adam Wingard did the new new one that came out a oh couple is years that like ago. a
3: oh okay I thought you were talking about that one I was like oh no I've good. actually <laughs> I, I have
1: only seen the original Blair Witch and I saw the Adam Wingard one a few years ago I never saw Book of Shadows precisely because of what Tommy's saying people were always like it's horrible oh, don't watch don't bother." They yeah. love to shit on it. It's like a well-known, hated sequel. And now hearing you talk about it, you have made me very fucking interested in it.
2: I mean, I'll tell you what. So the thing about uh Blair Witch 2 is if if you want a continuation of the first one, you're not gonna get it because it's not the found footage horror. And and by the time the second movie came out, you know, the actors that we thought died in the first Blair Witch were on. F- talking to Carson Daly so like (laughs) to to me that raw marketing campaign that they had which was genius had lost its effect and so Blair Witch 2 was like here's an actual movie for you fans of this first movie um and it's it's so Jeffrey Donovan's in the lead role uh and he would you know he's he's kind of blown up a little since then he's he was on that burn notice show he was like the main oh yes that um it's also he randomly got...
1: pops up in like sicario yeah. he's like one of those yeah. random guys you see him you're like, oh, like okay you're
3: a background special agent <laughs> yeah but special like, agent number two not fit enough to go in the field but here's i gotta dude you made be like super interested to catch
1: this now because the other thing i'm thinking about in my old age when the first time when i saw blair witch when it originally came out i was what 15 16 mm-hmm. um now as an old man shaky cam shit makes me nauseous So, the idea that there's like an actual movie in the Blair Witch world without that shaky cam bullshit makes me very excited.
2: Yeah. And it's the only one, you know, out of the three that have been released. The other two are obviously the shaky cam approach. And uh, I agree with you. As I get older, I don't appreciate the shaky cam stuff as much. Yeah. Um, And man, Blair Witch 2, in my opinion, has stood the test of time, especially when you consider right now, I think it's holding like uh, four. An IMDb rating of four out of ten, which is—I'm going to tell you guys right now—Tommy Nugget says that's a fucking travesty. It's not <laughs> a four out of ten. Uh, it's definitely worth checking out, and and in my opinion, it's probably more six and a half, seven out of ten. There maybe, you go. Oh, even that's a little not bad, that actually. I want to watch yeah.
1: this shit now. Hold on, I, I got to write this. And down it is—it's
2: <laughs> uh, on Prime and
1: HBO Max. Hey, um, there you go.
2: So it's it's streaming.
1: Fuck yeah! All right, Book of Shadows, Blair Witch. Oh. All right, Mark, back to you. What do you got next?
3: Oh well, I don't have too much to say about it because we already talked about it. But my second rec was X. Actually, I oh there you go managed yes. to catch that before we saw Pearl. So Highly I'm so glad you did. I'm Same so comments did. though. If you're squeamish, that neck stabbing scene, Jesus. <laughs> That was a hard awful. one. And also, it's if you're squeamish, one. it does feature no holds
1: barred, full frontal, elderly nudity. <laughs>
2: yeah. It really and 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 honestly, if you're squeamish against just nudity or sex raunch in general, you probably won't like it. Uh, it's like double if you the, give...
1: double the Catholic school detention, right? It's like not just a horror movie; it's also a porno. How could you? Yeah,
2: yeah. pretty much.
1: <laughs> uh well there you go. X. I definitely agree there. Definitely check out X. Next for me. So I dug into my Blu-rays. Um, so you guys know, well, Mark knows this. I'm really into the era of like the dark Disney movies. These movies were like came out and they were billed as bombs. I'm thinking of something like something wicked this way comes, the black hole. Actually, Mark and I were at the Metrograph seeing something wicked this way comes. That was like the first night that the Metrograph was open, and we got to see that on 35mm. So that era of Disney, where the studio didn't quite know what they were doing. This was before Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. They were like, we're going to take some chances, try to make horror for kids. And what they wound up doing were making some very interesting movies that at the time were hated by the general public because they associated them with the Disney name. But for horror heads like us or weird collectors of cult stuff... These are move, These are fantastic movies. I can't recommend something wicked this way comes enough. But the movie I want to touch on this week, so I started digging into the Disney Movie Club. I don't want to give them a free commercial, but the Disney Movie Club is essentially like a DVD Blu Ray club that's just for members, and it it opens the Disney vaults to these people, so they can go and buy the Little Mermaids and the Hunchbacks and all that shit, different versions of it. But what they also do that's very interesting is this is the only place you can find Blu-rays of The Black Hole, Blu-rays of Something Wicked This Way Comes, and Blu-rays of this next movie I'm going to talk about. I'm not in the Disney movie club, because I've, I just don't, I'm not going to pay for another club, right? Like, I, it's not worth it enough to be, there aren't enough cult, there's like four cult movies, I don't need to go buy a copy of Pinocchio, you know what I mean? So what I did was I went on eBay, and I've been buying these like select Disney movie club Blu-rays so that I can have these movies in my library i got something wicked i got the black hole and i got the watcher in the woods which was the movie i watched this weekend for the first time i had never seen it it is well known as one of these dark disney movies that they released it and it was met with such disdain they took it out of theaters 10 days after they played it to go back completely reshoot the ending re-edit the movie and put it back out it's also one of the final on-screen appearances of legendary actress betty davis who is in the movie it's fucking nuts. I don't want to reveal too much about it. It's directed by, I always fuck up the way that this guy says his last name. It's, to me, it looks like John Huff, but it could be John Ho. It's H O U G H. He's the guy who made Escape to Witch Mountain. He also made The Legend of Hell House, which is another movie I love quite a bit. It was like super ahead of its time ghost movie. It's the movie that Edgar Wright based his Don't trailer off of for nice. Grindhouse. Um, He made this movie for Disney called The Watcher in the Woods. It's a supernatural horror mystery for kids that sounds obnoxious, but it's fucking awesome. (laughs) It's got real atmosphere, some truly scary images in it. Like, John Huff is, again, like a guy, the guy who made Legend of Hell House knows how to scare people. And he definitely was like playing it down to have a PG movie, but sometimes his freak flag flies a little bit. And it's awesome because there are some real scary images in this movie. I won't reveal the ending or the story because I I think it's too spoilery and I think it's it's better if you know nothing going in. All you need to know is there's an American family moving into this English uh, countryside house where this spooky old lady lives who's Betty Davis and there's someone watching in the woods and that's all you need to know. nice it's, it's really scary incredibly well shot and uh i don't think it's not on disney plus that's the other thing disney's like ashamed of this movie it's not on disney plus you're not gonna fucking find it anywhere you're not gonna find it any streamer you gotta own this so that's yeah. why if you're a collector it's good you can seek out these disney movie club movies on ebay and you're not gonna pay that much for them because people want to offload them because most of the people that are selling these things they want the the Aerials and the Beauty and the Beast—that's the discs they're after. They're trying to offload the shit they don't want, which is this. So nice. you'll actually get it at a great price.
2: I was actually wondering how much you'd pay for it because I know sometimes when you go barking up that eBay tree for oh, stuff yeah. that's out of print, it's like you're fucking paying. 50 I snagged. Bucks. Um,
1: oh yeah, dude! I snagged Watcher in the Woods on Blu-ray, sealed for twenty bucks. Oh, nice. uh, but I bought a few of them, like from the same seller. Like the same guy sold me Black Hole something wicked this way comes he was clearly trying to get rid of these and i got them for a steal so for 60 bucks i got these three amazing disney old school disney movies that are never going to see the light of day nice um, so it's, it's I'm gonna... pretty sweet
2: I'm going to have to check that out. My first question was going to be, is it streaming on, on
1: Disney? So no. now that
2: I know it's not, and you've piqued my interest, I may have to follow up that eBay sale myself. So Yeah, dude. Uh,
1: the only one of those that I listed that's streaming on Disney Plus is The Black Hole. But even then, they have fucked with it. There are, there are scenes that have been altered. That's the other thing. You go and you get the real disc. Now you have the true film, and they can't ever fuck with it. Yeah. So it doesn't matter how embarrassed Disney is of those movies. I now have all of them. Nice. <laughs> so there you go. The Watcher in the Woods. That's what's next for me. Tommy, what do you got?
2: Well, I can really appreciate the horror stuff that's made for kids. So you have really got me intrigued about The Watcher in the Woods. And I think it's a good segue into my next rec. Uh, I have been watching something near and dear to my heart from my childhood that I still enjoy as an adult, even if it hasn't aged that well of course I'm talking about, are you afraid of the dark? Yeah. I I love that show. And to me, it's one of those things where like, so the watcher in the woods or like Casper or Adam's family, I'm probably going to watch those on like a Saturday or Sunday morning, you know, with like some morning tea, maybe breakfast, whatever. Um, but, are you afraid of the dark? I'll watch that at night before I go to bed. I'll watch it. Like if it's, if it's late and we just finished a movie, but I don't want to get up and go to bed yet. I'll throw an episode of that on. (laughs) And uh, I just love it. It, It's sometimes it's background noise. Sometimes I'm fully into it. Um, It's, you know, obviously a Canadian production from the early nineties. So the production quality is low. And uh, (laughs) so, the acting is is even lower on the totem pole of quality um but you know you get like old uh you know you get nev campbell in probably her first acting role you get Ryan Gosling, Damn. as a kid uh, is is on are you afraid isn't, of Is
1: not Ryan Gosling in the I only remember Zebo the Clown. Zebo the Clown's got your nose. That's one of my favorite that's it's like, a great uh, episode.
2: I think it's called Laughing in the Dark that episode. yeah and uh, yeah, that's probably my hands down favorite episode of the, the whole Clown show. is
1: fucking terrifying um, in it.
2: Yes, he is. And actually, Gosling is not in that episode. I can't remember which one he's in, but he is in the show.
1: Um Yeah. It's there's one. Is he episode. in the one? There's one. I remember the Zebo the Clown one, and I remember the one with the kid in the swimming pool, and they go to the pool and there's this fucking thing that jumps out of the pool.
2: <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like one of my favorites is um Oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's they have a movie that they're playing at night and it's like Nosferatu. And basically, the vampire in Nosferatu comes off the screen and into this old timey movie theater. And like, that um, sounds awesome. <laughs> it's, it's sweet, you know. And there's one called The Ghastly Grinner, which is about like a, a comic book character who uh, comes off the page and basically makes everybody laugh themselves to death. So, like, The Joker almost. Awesome. Um, so yeah and it's actually one of the reasons I wanted to mention it is it is streaming. So this is something that for years people couldn't you couldn't watch Are You Afraid of the Dark unless you had some old VHS tapes. Um and it has been released on DVD but it's been kind of shitty quality uh scans and uh, it's actually streaming on Paramount Plus right now cuz they have a lot of the old <laughs> Hell yeah,
1: mom's password. It's gonna come in handy on that one. <laughs>
2: yep. Uh, so if you want to relive Snick from 1993, you can. Oh, wow. Go to Paramount Plus, watch "Are You Afraid of the Dark," and throw an episode of all that on afterwards. Um, Fuck
1: yes! Oh my god, them. I'm totally gonna do this. This sounds so fun.
2: <laughs> and the theme music. I mean, to me, "Are You Afraid of the Dark?" It's one of the few shows I don't skip the intro because <laughs> the theme oh, music yeah. and like. You see, like, a swing on a playground at night, just swing in and like, dude, that, that, it just, it, it I just encapsulates. remember that
1: the creepy doll in the attic that's just standing yeah, there. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, that's my childhood,
2: is the opening intro to Are You Afraid of the Dark? That sums up my Fuck whole childhood. Yeah.
1: The Midnight Society, right? Submitted yep. for the Midnight Society. Yep. That's awesome. Submitted for
2: the approval of the Mad Mark movie show. Yeah, <laughs> I gave you that rec.
1: <laughs> I'm Hell totally yeah, that's that. awesome. <laughs> Fuck yeah, I'm totally <laughs> nice. gonna watch that now. I had no idea that was on Paramount Plus. That's great. <laughs> Mark, what do you got next?
3: Let's see. Well, this one I actually made a special trip to the theater to see, which was Medieval, and oh, I yeah. think it totally warrants that theater experience. It's think of it as like if Ridley Scott made a very small scale medieval film mm. where there's just like, it's not those big, like those massive battles where there's like tons of foot soldiers and horses and arrows flying. Around. Now it's all just been condensed into these like tiny skirmishes. They're going through these thick forests, through these like caverns, it's crazy fun. I mean I, I did get a little bit lost when it came to like the historical intrigue because they're like Prince Ziggs on, and this guy and I was like "Oh, who the <laughs> fuck are these people it's like I've, there's too many of these like characters from like the royal class I can't I can't figure out the story with all these like because they all look the same they all have like the same jewels everywhere and like oh, heavy yeah. furs so I can't tell it's like who's who but it's <laughs> It's a super fo- Ben Foster's awesome. Uh oh yeah. Michael and Sir Michael Cagan, right? It, actually, yeah. Which I thought he retired. But, but apparently he's in this movie. And uh maybe they shot medieval great. like right before his break. <laughs> <No.
2: laughs> <laughs> he was like, I don't fancy it's that actually guy that. a pre-COVID <laughs> movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's cool you said uh, Ben Foster's in it because he's, he's not in awesome. enough stuff these days no, man. Ben yeah. Foster's a great actor and I feel like you don't see him in as much shit as as you should. What was um, the last big thing he was in? Was I always
1: remember him in 310 uh, to Yuma. Yeah. But that was Yuma, like I know awesome he's done other stuff after night. that. Oh, 30 Days, 30 of, days night. of Night. Yeah. He's awesome he's in that. Great. Yeah.
3: He is good <laughs> um, in that.
2: Yeah, Ben Foster's even dude, this movie's not even that good, but I watched pre-horrorthon. I had to watch some dumb shit, right? So I watched Contraband with Mark Wahlberg. Oh and, yeah. Oh, <laughs> ben Ben Foster's in that and he's actually fucking good in that movie. Um he's probably the best actor in that movie. It's definitely not Kate Whoa. Beckinsale. I'll tell you oh, that wow. much right now. <laughs> oh. Yeah, he
3: was in that sci-fi horror that was like Very Akin to Event Horizon. Oh, what yeah. Pandora. Pandora. Oh, yeah. And great <laughs> right in that, too. Yeah. That is a good movie. <laughs>
2: With I Dennis, climate that. denier, that Quaid.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like that this movie, by the way, Medieval Mark, I'm looking it up, was directed by a guy named Peter Jackal. <laughs> yeah, you know.
2: <laughs> so you know it's scary because he's a That's right. jackal. Dude, this Peter movie is, is
3: like a Ty West film. It is brutal. This guy has like this Morning Star that he carries around. That's his weapon of choice. Oh, well. And this crazy like butcher or this hunting knife. And you know, he's beating people to death with it, and some guy raises his hand and he just totally mangles it and then just hits the guy in the head. They're like shoving horses off of cliffs at the beginning, and it looks real. This movie's it's a very gauntlet, yeah. It's a very small scale movie, but it's crazy, and it definitely warrants the theater experience because the in the theater, the last shot is terrifying. Whoa! It's awesome. It's really good, though. Awesome. The most Medieval. I've had. Yeah, and I like. I, I was texting Matt, and I was like, "I love hearing that the clink of metal armor as these oh, people yeah. are like running yeah. around." There's nothing like it. This was like one of the best theater experiences I've had, and there was no one in the theater, so. Please go out and support Even better, this man. film. It's like you had a private screening of this. Dude, if you go to this movie, you'll get a private screening. So just check it out if you can. <laughs>
2: just go this week because if it's all private <laughs> it's, yeah, screenings, it's, it might not, not be, be there this. that long. <laughs>
3: yeah. Is it That's only in theaters great. or is it also? So far, a duo I think it's streaming. I think it's just in theaters for now, and I'm going to say okay. that just so people go to the theaters. To be completely honest, yeah, good. Yeah. for them? It definitely, it's totally worth it. Sweet shit there you go medieval go to the theater
1: and check that shit out yeah um all right this is my last wreck it's not a horror wreck i'm sorry uh but (laughs) i have been watching some tv so i was sick earlier this week it fucking sucked no it was not covid i tested myself like fucking four goddamn times (laughs) my wife and i were both sick and we were both laying in bed feeling like complete shit like we'd been hit by a truck and we discovered this tv show and we wound up binging it. We're almost finished. It's called Party Down. Have either of you guys watched Party Down?
3: I've never heard of it. Actually,
2: I've heard of it, but I haven't seen it. It's about the uh, event crew, right? That yes, works. These... It's like a
1: catering company. Yeah, that's yeah. Basi- It's like an LA catering company, like Ken made Marino. up of actors. Like, yeah, it's all like people from the state and Wet Hot American Summer, and a couple random people from Veronica Mars. For my Veronica Mars people out there, but these these casts have kind of converged. It's fucking hilarious. It's just like a catering company. You see them each episode. It's very episodic. You could jump in basically any any episode. It doesn't matter. Um, each episode is fully contained within the event they're they're catering at that moment. Um, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, Ken Marino is amazing in it. Um, fucking Adam Scott is the main guy. It's so bizarre oh, wow. because I've been watching Adam Scott in Severance and to see him in this, he's like a cool guy. He's like a very like, no frills, laid back kind of guy. Um, He's hilarious. Lizzie Kaplan is also in it. She's great. I can't say enough about it. So there are only two seasons, right? And then little did I know, they just greenlit after like being off the air for like 10 years, they're bringing them back for another season. Um, So people who have loved Party Down and watched it when it originally aired have been like jonesing to see them again. And I only have to wait a couple weeks apparently because we (laughs) just discovered this we love it it's fucking hilarious it's been like our nice like like we'll watch a movie like we watched watcher in the woods we were like bugged out and then i was like all right let's let's do a cool down let's do party down and we (laughs) we watch party down and like that's how we wind down it's fucking awesome it's
2: like a palate cleanser it's definitely Uh. (laughs) a palate cleanser
1: the comedy's great but it's not like there is it's that great you know state david wayne style of comedy but there are also like you care about the characters like they did a gr- amazing thing where in the very first episode, they made you care about every person. And now they can basically do whatever they want because now you care, you're on board. It doesn't matter what happens. So now they could just fuck around and have fun. And, and the, when it, when it is rolling, man, it is fucking hilarious. Uh, I can't say enough, enough good stuff about party down. It's on Hulu. You could binge the whole Ooh, thing right now. So nice. I highly recommend it. They're quick little 30 minute episodes. The one thing, and I'll tell this to Mark, cause Mark is always like my man on the credit jump don't skip ahead because they do a thing where every credits even before marvel did this shit because this came out like 2008 or something every credits they have an ex- they have like a bonus scene that happens in the middle of it nice and oh, they cool. always pay something off that happened earlier in the episode so you don't want to miss that mid-credits scene
3: okay i'm actually going to check this out tonight. Party Down's- fucking
1: awesome the only danger with party down is it's so good you will wind up like burning through six of them and be like fuck i only have like oh, 12 yeah. left that sucks
2: <laughs> it's like a pringle once you pop one man you yeah, can't dude, stop. It
1: is. that is so true yes party down if you have not given it a chance yet or it's just something you've heard about trust me you will probably love it
2: nice i'll have to watch that in november because it doesn't sound quite horrifying yeah it's not yet. spooky at all tommy like, keeping it real i love I it. Awesome. it i, I love it. it
1: november 1st tommy party but down I, but i promise
2: you my wife is going to hear this episode and she's going to be like we need to watch party down so uh, <laughs> yes it's, you it's guys good. will love
1: it you Put will it on love the it docket nice this is like a perfect it's like tailor-made it's not your main show it's not your thoroughbred show you kick the night off with this is your 10 p.m show like you're winding nice. down and you want to just it, it really feels like, you know, these characters, like you want to go to work with them and just like hang out with them for an hour. This is that show. It's great. Sweet. Yeah. I'll have to check it out. Uh, Tommy, what do you got going on next? I was
2: going to say, I guess that, that brings me. So um, my last rack is really nothing that, you know, is, is obscure or, or not well-known, but they've been talking about a sequel that just got greenlit recently. And it got me thinking, mm-hmm. I really love, the first Constantine movie. Yes. thank you, Oh, yes. Um, I thought that movie was always slept on. Of course, you know, it doesn't follow the Hellblazer comics to a T. Okay, let's move past that as a movie and as a story. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I wasn't as familiar with those comics, so I was introduced to the characters via the movie. And man, especially for like a September watch, because it's not full on horror, right? It's not really scary. It's more like, crime action in hell. And, but man, Constantine is awesome. Obviously Keanu Reeves is excellent as john constantine uh as a former cigarette smoker you know i can appreciate the fact that whenever whenever some shit's going down man he's just pulling out a smoke in that movie yeah. <laughs> Fire, firing one up with a hell lighter or whatever the that's fuck a movie is. <laughs> that'll
1: make you want to smoke, it really, really is. smoke totally. constantine. it really is and uh <laughs>
2: rachel weiss is great in it shia labeouf is great in it Jaiman hansu as uh Pop I love that guy. He's awesome. He's awesome. Uh, but the person that really, really gets me when I watch Constanti- uh, Constantine is Peter Stormare as the devil.
3: Oh, I and thought you were going to say the guy from Bush. <laughs> Gavin, you know, it's funny. He's Sorry, I didn't okay. mean
2: Gavin Rosdale. Yeah. Um, Look like at. <laughs> <laughs> and, and then even what's, what's her name? Obviously. Tilda Swinton, right? Yeah. Tilda, yeah. Awesome actress. She plays like the a- angel Gabriel and I'm not a big religious guy. I don't particularly like go, Oh, the religious aspect of Constantine is what's great. I just think the, the good versus evil stuff. I love that in cinema. I love Peter Stormare as, as the devil, even though he's got like five minutes of screen time at the end of the movie, Uh <laughs> He totally steals the show. I mean, he's probably the most convincing and, and just like alluring devil I've ever seen portrayed on, on screen. Um, and, and it's in also five- a
1: beautiful looking movie. That movie
3: shot yes. like a
2: motherfucker. It looks yes. great. It's gorgeous yes Um, 2005
3: the director right yep francis Francis lawrence Lawrence, that guy um, he's doing the second one by the way
1: yes they just announced a couple days ago warner brothers is not only making a new constantine they're bringing keanu uh, reeves back and francis lawrence oh my god that is
3: awesome yeah it's nuts
2: super exciting and you know that was another one that like everybody kind of shit on constantine so it seemed like yeah we'll never get another one but to hear that it's lawrence and keanu reeves coming back uh super super stoked for the next constantine movie um so that would be my last wreck of the night is '05's constantine it's also got a sweet soundtrack
1: uh perfect oh, circle
2: yeah. yep. uh it's it's just such a good fucking but movie man. just
1: reminded me about oh my god i loved perfect circle man. <laughs> oh. you just reminded me now i want to go listen to perfect circle
2: it's perfect. I mean, you get done watching Constantine and you're ready to listen to Perfect Circle and Tool and like that's, you know, it just puts you in that
1: vibe. That's so awesome.
2: It's a it's a great watch and I highly recommend it. And if you're a diehard Hellblazer fan, you know. Get over yourself for about two hours.
3: It'll be all right. Yes, Tommy.
2: That is
1: Mark, an amazing yes. wreck, actually. Great. That is great. I love that sign off. Get over yourself. Go watch this movie. Peace.
3: Amazing. He rips his mic off and just throws it on the ground oh, Just pulls a Chris Rock and it drops it. Mark,
1: what's next
3: for you? I think Ryan, we're both Tommy and I buddies. are both done, so take it Everyone, away. So this will be my final, but I'll I'll lump them all together because yes. it's features one person that is near and dear to matt's heart and i'm hoping tommy's as well i yes. saw this amazing well actually no i'll go i'll do the horror one second just i'll there do you this go. in chronological you order so first i watched delta force which was dope this is yep. chuck norris so awesome it is insanely good it's more about like the intrigue and like the politics too and like building the team and getting together. So it's actually a very complex story and the action really only happens at the end. It's actually, it
1: feels like a real world G.I. Joe movie a little bit, doesn't it? Yeah, Yeah, it does.
3: It's crazy. Even down
1: to him having a rocket cycle, like there's something (laughs) kind of cool about that. (laughs) Yeah, Delta Force is is one of Chuck's best easily, easily. And Robert Forster playing a real terrorist. He's great at it. It's crazy how good... I mean, I don't know. Were these considered like B movies? They were, but they were like they were canon films for sure. But these were like the crown jewels of canon. Yeah. These were like the movies they could take to con and sell, and people would be like, "They made Delta Force. Clearly, we must be in business with them." And they're like, "Ha ha!" Quickly, green light, breaking two. <laughs> 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 that's totally what happened. You know, that's funny. I fucking know. Golden Globus did that shit. I fucking
3: know it. <laughs> so at that movie thanks to matt i got because matt was talking about you know we you know we ping pong back and forth it's like you'll recommend something i'll watch and then okay now then i'm recommending the next week so i did this a little bit late which is why it's kind of like going into the horror season but don't worry we'll get back to that i then watched this movie called the octagon which is a glorious transfer on amazon prime by the way and this movie is weird It's stupid. But it's ridiculously fun. It's basic. Should I give it? I'm actually Matt, just give Matt, it away, man. No, no, no I, Matt, I still have to see it. But okay. No, no. I'm. It. I am not gonna. Tommy, have you seen it?
2: Uh, yeah. I actually just okay. scooped up the Blu-ray from Kino Lorber and, oh, and watched it sweet. the day so, I got it. So like a month
3: ago, I just so I would. It. I would say let's not spoil it for okay. Matt because because wow. if Tommy and I saw it, that means now you have. All right, to see I'm it. I'm going to watch it. This <laughs> so week. the three I'm of us can talk week. about it on another episode. Yes, but that movie's phenomenal. I won't talk about that. But then Matt goes, I had just texted Matt. I'm like, okay, I finished this awesome movie called The Octagon. You got to watch it, and he goes, you have to watch Hero and the Terror. And I this is what brings this back to that kind of horror Great fucking movie slasher film, but not really a slasher film. It's A neck snapper film, which is, (laughs) I was telling Matt, as a kid, one of my biggest fears was just being accosted by a gigantic muscular man and having my (laughs) neck snapped to a degree where I was facing the other direction and I would see my ass before I died typist terror it's a, a
2: valid fear i mean <laughs> sounds bad
3: so yeah <laughs> and I, I had not told matt this this movie was terrifying to me and the yeah. guy this is not giving anything away because this all happens at the beginning the guy the guy who's called the terror looks terrifying yes. i don't he actually looks like that guy from uh my name is earl <laughs> The big jokey Oh, yeah. Brother. oh yeah, yeah, he yeah, does. yeah, he looks like a terrifying, like psychopath version of that guy. His teeth are like very English, they're like brown and falling and out. he doesn't talk. <laughs> he just like yeah, Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he, like, he can Jesus fit Christ. into tiny spaces and come out of little like <laughs> tiny cubby holes and bathrooms. But it's terrifying. The action sequences are awesome. There's a lot of like, I don't know, it's it's pretty crazy. Actually, I've never, even, shot I've never even heard of it. It's basically
1: is... like if you took Chuck Norris in a Chuck Norris film, but he didn't realize he wasn't in a Chuck Norris movie, you dropped him into like seven. <laughs> yeah. Then that's what this movie is, where he's acting like the rules of the Chuck Norris movie should apply. And we know that they don't because nice. he's actually in seven and he could die at <laughs> any moment.
2: Damn, and and I'm looking <laughs> at it right now, like the cast has got Ron O'Neill in it. Yeah, it's guys. a drago. really good
1: cast. Yes, it's like, fucking awesome. And there are like some truly chilling sequences in yeah. it, like with, with where they're looking for the terror. You really never know when he's going to pop out. There are some super moody... This is a canon film, but it's not a canon film. This is like very well made. They were it's the trying to make a chiller. Just... Yeah. well, Like those maybe...
3: opening shots actually when he's... Underneath the pier, and then he oh, finds yes. that it's Jesus. actually there's some good jump scares well in it too. Yeah. yeah. By the way, the oh, one thing I that. notice about Chuck Norris is the way he treats women. He kind of treats <laughs> them like horses, which is weird. He's like very dismissive of them. And he they annoy him. He tries and to then brush then. them. He's like always like patting him. And he's like they're there now. Come on, it's. <laughs> He treats them very strangely. You're, you're totally but...
2: right. Like even even in, and I'm not going to give away anything about the octagon. You know, too too consequential. But he does, he does it in the octagon too. <laughs> yes. um, you know, and and like there's a girl like
3: all over him, fawning over him. And he's just like, yeah, whatever. Okay, we got to go. Like, no, did you did you notice these films are? It's not about seeing women's breasts. It's about seeing Chuck Norris' hairy chest because he's in the foreground and the woman is he facing He is your him. sexual release damage. The, yeah, the women, he does not face, like in other <laughs> movies, the man faces the woman and it's like, because it's the male gaze. This right. one is actually definitely for women. Oh, this yeah. is the female gaze it's of Chuck ass. Norris and it's his glorious hairy chest <laughs> and his like slight abs and his we weird mullet. call that mullet. the ginger fields of grain. <laughs> 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 Those are are the long
1: sideburns. They go all the way down. That's right. That'd be amazing if they were. There's just like, there's nothing. Now, Mark, you you have to. I know I have to watch the Octagon, but now in your in your Chuck Norris journey, you have to watch Lone Wolf McQuaid. I'm telling you, you will fucking love Lone Wolf McQuaid. It's the Walker, Texas Ranger movie if Walker, Texas Ranger was like an R rated neck snapping blood killing movie. Oh, it's awesome. There's like Chuck Norris has a, he's a Texas Ranger and he whoops ass at least every two minutes.
3: Damn. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to see if I can watch this tonight. If he's not
1: whooping ass,
3: he's pounding
1: cold beer. That's all (laughs) he does. <laughs> this
3: is like this sounds like the manliest man movie. It's the super macho. It it's like the most it macho is. movie I've ever seen.
2: Yeah. <laughs> like By if way- you have ever seen Expendables, is it two where Norris pops up and then <laughs> <Yeah. like, "What laughs> you do yeah. you? and he's like, I'm a lone wolf. And like that's full on lone it's wolf. wolf- yeah, it's full <laughs> <Robert>. a lone wolf
1: McQueen. It <laughs> totally yeah. is. You're yeah. so right.
2: it's a that's a sweet movie that's a really good one and if you guys uh so mark you just watched the octagon Matt. it sounds like it's going on your to-do list another uh kino lorber release that came out the same day as the octagon about a month ago and it was made within a year or two of the octagon is a force of one have you guys seen that no i have
3: not actually i saw the poster pop up because i watched the octagon so yeah, so I mean, I'm going to write this down. too. I,
2: I'd say, Mark, since you did like the Octagon, you should check out a Force of One. And Matt, I would say if you like the Octagon, then you should check out a Force okay. of One.
1: I definitely will. I also have to. So these are the I have to see the Octagon. The other Norris movie that Mark keeps telling me is the Hitman. I have to watch the Hitman. Yes.
3: I wanted to ask Tommy if he saw it actually. Sorry to
1: interrupt you, Matt. And the other one that I keep uh, seeing is uh, I still have not gotten around to watching Delta Force 2, Colombian Connection. And everybody tells me that's like the true Delta Force action movie. If the first movie is more of a real world, uh, we fight terrorists kind of movie, that's like what you think Delta Force is going to be, is is part two. Mm
3: -hmm. Is it considered better than Delta Force? No, it's
1: not considered better. I've just heard it has more action. Like it's more of an action-driven version of Delta Force. It's like
2: the Rambo 2 to the first blood. Yes. type of
1: leap you know uh,
2: i have not seen the hitman i'm aware of it uh from from my you know video store shelves as a kid i was more of a van damme kid and like wesley snipes than yeah chuck you know i <laughs> one of my favorite chuck norris movies i know it's terrible but i still enjoy it fucking sidekicks was my shit when i was a kid dude uh, i love oh, jonathan Brandis.
1: yeah i was gonna tell mark it's on prime in 4k you can watch sidekicks i think sidekicks yes
2: i'm surprised they did a 4k it's kind of like a last action
1: hero but with chuck norris where there's a kid who just daydreams about chuck norris movies and he wants chuck norris to be his friend in real life and so chuck norris appears and like will help him like in gym class and then blow shit up it's fucking awesome Okay, like, like Joe totally Piscopo as head. the yes. bad guy is
2: yes. so over the top. Mark's every, friend every Joe scene.
1: Piscopo.
3: Yes. That's a true story. Mark, Mark
1: we we were
2: I we do were friends with Joe Piscopo's son. Yeah, yeah.
3: Joe Piscopo For like five minutes. Yeah,
2: I th- I think last time I was on a uh dead heat or one of the times i did and joe piscopo is great in that movie. Yes. uh yeah, and so we, we were talking about that so i'm down with piscopo man he's 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 good <laughs> when you need some ham-fisted That's over right. the top i'm down food, with
1: opp so. other people's piscopo <laughs> <laughs> That was good, dude. I'm fucking psyched now to watch the Octagon. I am truly psyched for Octagon. You will love it, Matt. I think so. so Especially if you're
2: if you're a Norris fan. um, I am. I'm a
1: fanboy. I'm a fanboy. you will dig it. I love it. I can't wait. (laughs) um mark i'm so excited that you watched hero and the terror because i feel like that was fantastic it was it was just one of the ones that i was like okay i literally in the fucking shitty amazon prime user interface i literally just (laughs) searched chuck norris (laughs) so like all the prime (laughs) movies would pop up and i was like all right and Hero and the terror randomly was like the first picture that was up and i was like fuck it and that's what started my big chuck norris rewatch because i was like did you sounds
3: cool that what was that one that we saw in the background jungle protector or something
1: yes oh yeah jungle protector yeah i haven't watched jungle protector yet
3: oh the other one you got to see I but i don't know that it's available
1: that. anywhere i have it on blu-ray is invasion usa
3: yeah oh i heard the so that one gets to recommended a lot yes actually. and that's
1: where he has the mullet and full jean vest and jeans even though he's <laughs> Den- in atlanta in the middle of the summer <laughs> yeah
2: denim on denim action that dude movie, denim on sure. denim
1: with mullet and he's got a rocket launcher and he fucking whoops ass in it it's yeah. crazy how
3: much he loves denim <laughs> yeah. oh yeah he, he and Jay Leno, though, are like the biggest advocates for denim. It's crazy how much <laughs> denim, like anytime you mention denim jackets, I was like, oh, shit. But that also means he has like denim jeans. Yes, he's in a full like Canadian tuxedo. Like
1: <laughs> It's Atlanta in the middle of the summer. People even in the movie are complaining about the heat in Invasion USA. They're like just the hottest yeah. fucking summer on record. And he's just walking around in full. I even think at one point he has fucking gloves on. Why? Why? <laughs> why chuck why i can't even wear
2: denim (laughs) in the winter that shit's too warm man
1: exactly fuck (laughs) holy shit i can't wait for octagon now i'm gonna fucking watch that shit
2: (laughs) you're gonna dig it you'll dig it is that it mark for your
1: for your chuck norris rex yeah that's that's it (laughs) fuck that's all i got (laughs) uh well good tommy i (laughs) want to thank you so much for joining us for this special spoopy episode, thank you for bringing in your horror knowledge. It's all, all also you're just a friend of the show. We fucking love talking yeah, shop yeah. with you, and we were thrilled that you would were gonna come on and hang out with us for this. It, it felt like if we were gonna do some horror stuff, we needed to have you. So I'm, I'm happy you, you, uh, you came to hang out, man. Um, thank please you. Please tell the people where they can find you online, and if you wanna hype any, uh, upcoming horrorthon entries, please feel free to do so. Plug away.
2: Yes. Well, thank you. Uh, first of all, you know, I appreciate the the gracious intro here for your outro for me. Uh, you guys are also friends of check this shit out. Uh, it's, it's great when casters kind of think alike and come from the same era and we've got, similar taste and it's funny because my wife we were walking our dogs earlier and she asked me oh do you think those guys like pearl and i was like yeah because i do." so (laughs) you know uh i always love coming and talking shop with you guys because i know we're we're always kind of about the same vibe so always a pleasure to come i'll come back anytime you guys want me especially for horror episodes um check this shit out you know on insta you can find us ctso with tommy nuggets uh, as I said earlier, we're doing our 45 Days of horror 22 countdown where we're recommending a couple of horror flicks and a couple tracks to add to your Halloween playlist. And we're doing that every day from now up until October 31, till Halloween day. So uh, tune in, find us there for uh, filling your viewing schedules if you've got a few gaps. And also uh, check this shit out. It's going to have... I'm hoping a couple apps dropping before Halloween as well. We're going to try and get one here yeah we've we've kind of been stealth mode working on some shit, trying to squeeze some things in in between uh life and other things so uh end of september we're looking to have an episode geared on a couple of my favorites from high school days from the 90s um and i'll i'll stay cryptic and vague so you got to tune in to find out what those are um and then (laughs) we're also last year for our horathon coverage we covered two franchises And we did uh, the Scream franchise and we did the Child's Play franchises. Um, Those apps, those apps are still great for fans of the movie. You know, go back and listen to those if you're a fan of either of those slasher franchises. But we're hoping to get another franchise episode in this October. So tune in to CTSO with Tommy Nuggets to see the release for that and what franchise and movies we'll be covering. And uh, come check us out there because that's where we make all our announcements.
1: Awesome. I'm I'm nice. excited. I actually was talking a couple episodes ago. I got the new four Ks of Child's Play One, Two and Three from Scream Factory. So yeah. now that I know you have those Child's Play episodes, I still have to watch three. Um I'm gonna watch three and then I'm gonna go and, and check your child's play episode out for sure. Have you seen three? Yeah. Oh yeah, I saw it. Yeah. Okay. I just haven't seen it. I I'm one of those guys. I haven't seen four K yet. Oh no. I realize <laughs> how that sounds. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> I'm sorry. Dude,
2: I, I... I get it. I just uh ordered the Friday the thirteenth 4K, even though I have the oh, sweet the pair the Metal one from Paramount, 10, the one that just Race came out.
1: Uh yeah, yes, yeah, yep. Yeah.
2: And you know, because for some movies it's just worth double dipping. I won't do it yeah, for Yeah, and everything. also if you're if you're a fan um, of
1: that franchise, right? You know, it's like at this point I have X amount of Army of Darknesses and Evil Dead. <laughs> right. I clearly love it, you know, and like, but I want to just keep them because like I like the box art or you know, the slipcover sure. makes me happy. I kind of like now I just kind of like having eight copies of this, you know? Like it's kind of cool. Oh yeah.
2: You got a collector's <laughs> heart and sometimes man, it's more about the thrill of the collection than actually what movie do I have? It's it's more yes. like the hunt and you've acquired it and now you've got it and you're never going to run out of copies of that. So, I'm with you, man. I got Probably five copies of The Shining in my home right now. Oh, so, nice. oh, I love That's it. Like yeah.
3: the completionist <laughs> method, you know? Yes. Like Evil Dead so- 2 got six of those. Cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Waiting yes. for the
1: next one. Dude, the rainy <laughs> brothers so have ripped many. me off so many goddamn
3: times. Yeah. <laughs> but hey, they actually do a cool job. Like some of the stuff they come out with, like that book of the yeah. dead one that screens that felt weird and yeah, like, the Necronomicon. Like, yeah. Yeah um i'm actually dope.
1: getting a new the the new scream factory army of darkness 4k steelbook <laughs> is going to arrive in a couple weeks i'm not even kidding going. it's still You're going another one i'm yeah. still going yeah. yeah
2: and and they did a great job uh i scooped up evil dead the 4k scan of that and oh, shit. the newer awesome. one right yes it looks
1: awesome it's so I, good i'm gonna confess i've never seen it like oh, the really? movie or the 4k scan i've never seen the 2013 fetty alvarez evil dead Oh
2: no, I'm sorry so when you said the new one, I thought you oh, sorry. disc. I'm I'm talking about <laughs> Sam Sam Raimi's.
1: Oh no 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 yes. I've seen I've um, seen all the um Evil Evil Dead 2 was like my whole personality in high school. <laughs> um so I loved Evil Dead, Evil Dead 2, but Army of Darkness is also like my shit.
2: Nice
1: um but yeah, I no, I have never seen the Fetty Alvarez. I've never seen the remake.
2: So it's, I, I like it. Um. So I kind of like Fetty Alvarez and, and I, uh, the girl, I can't think of her name, but she's in uh, Don't Breathe. Um, oh, she's good. Yes. She's, I know exactly what you're talking about. She's the main character in Fetty Alvarez's
1: Evil Dead. And oh, she's oh awesome cool. Okay. Um, yes. Jane Levy is her name.
2: Jane Levy. There you go. Yep. Uh, and, and so you'll probably like it because it's, it's, it's hardcore. I mean uh, it takes some of the shit in, in Evil Dead and, ramps it up by about 27. Um Ooh, okay. It's, it's fun.
1: It's <laughs> Fuck, fun. I know I just saw it come out in 4k and you know what? I can't think of a better way to see it for the first time. than yeah. in 4k on disc.
2: Can't beat that. Yeah.
1: Fuck. Yeah. Well, once again, Tommy, thank you so much. Check out Tommy, check this shit out and horror thon at CTSO with Tommy nuggets on Instagram. That's where you can really catch all the horror thon action. That's where I'm following along. Um, and of course hey segue you can also catch us on instagram at the met Mark movie show we're very active there we usually ask for emails and questions we didn't do that this week because we knew we were gonna have Tommy on and we were gonna have like a ton to talk about and I was like <laughs> I'm not wasting 10 minutes with other people's questions <laughs> I'm sorry we want to catch up we, we love Tommy I was like so no time for emails we'll do emails and shit next week uh, anyway we'll be back next week I don't know what's going on yet I'll have to talk to Mark offline and figure it out but uh, yeah, if you want, please leave us a rating and a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. Email us at themattmarkmovieshow at gmail.com. And that's it. Fuck it, man. The rest of the info is in the show notes. Thank you for joining <laughs> us again. And uh, until next time, we're out of here. Peace. Peace. <laughs> this podcast on blueberry.com we love them and we know you will too if you're looking for a place to host your podcast that takes the hassle out of hosting and posting they are quite simply the best unlike those other guys they offer reliable tech support and make every step of the process super easy no matter what your skill level is with just a click your podcast can be on apple Podcasts, spotify amazon you name it Sign up for blueberry.com via the link in our show notes and get your first two months of Blueberry podcast hosting completely free. That's right, they upped the promo to two full months. That's how cool Blueberry is. Sign up today using the promo code GETRECT. That's G E T R E C D. Get wrecked. It's the code in the show notes. <laughs>